0: Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I sound like a complete asshole, but we're still here. We're podding. This is episode, This is the Bros Who Think podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beer Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 133. The show goes on. I told y'all earlier in the week on Bros Who Binge, I was sick. You're now hearing it, but... I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Doom Doom. How you doing, my brother?
1: I'm good, man. How you How you feeling besides your, your voice? How was oh, your week, man?
0: I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Just the, the voice is the only shitty thing. But other than that, we we doing good, man. It's, it's Mardi Gras over here.
1: That's what's up, man. I wish I was out there for Mardi Gras, man. Yeah, I seen I'm, everybody posting their Karen Crow parade pictures, man. I, I felt so left out. I stayed in the crib, but... Cause I'm I'm trying to recoup, but see Monday, me and my girl
0: going, we going to New Orleans for Lundi Gras, and then the Mardi Gras on Tuesday. So hopefully I'm 100 by then.
1: That's what's up, man.
0: Yeah. So, but not a uh, also also this week we're joined by a very special guest. We're joined by Baton Rouge rapper Old Spanish. Super super dope conversation. Him and his band just dropped a new album called. Don't make fun of us. The band's called The Fellas. Do this. You should check this out because low key, all live instrumentation is a straight up group, but like it's a band as well. It shits crazy. That album was one of the better, was like one of the best albums I heard from from underground talent, and just one of the best albums I heard this year. That's what's up. That actually
1: sound like something I want to check out.
0: Oh no, it's fire. Like I recommend that to you for real, for real. But let's get into, and that'll be. Uh, After me and Doom cover the topics for this week Also, no Bros Who Ball Because basketball is not p- playing right now Until today actually So there was nothing to talk about Bros Who Ball will be back next week But Doom, I wanted to talk to you First off, we got rest in peace to Pop Smoke Man uh, Let's take a moment of silence for him And then I want to get your thoughts on Just how you feel about it Again, rest in peace to Pop Smoke, prayers to his family. Doom, man, this was your guy. I know this must have hit you.
1: Man, it's crazy because literally the the (coughs) night before, like I woke up to the news this morning. The night before, man, I was was going back and forth with Chris in the group message about like, bro, you got to mess with my dude Pop Smoke, man. Like we've been going back and forth for a minute. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't. I couldn't convert him to be a Pop Smoke fan. You know what I mean? But I would I listen to this dude's on the music.
0: I was going to bring him on the pod so y'all could argue. But then when <laughs> his death happened, I was like, oh, we can't do that.
1: Yeah, bro. It, like, it's so crazy, bro. And I know this going to sound nuts, but it almost hit me harder than the Kobe thing. And I'm going to explain that why. Like, Kobe had already achieved his legacy like he had already stamped his what he was about he had already like lived his his purpose you know what i mean yeah and i think the reason why pop smoke hit me so hard is because i seen how quick he was coming into maybe not a kobe role but like uh you know he was his success was going crazy at a fast pace You know what I mean? And like, I feel like I was on to him somewhat early. Like, I'm not going to say I was there like before his first big hit because I wasn't. But like after the first one took off, not everybody was so. And I was like, yo, this dude kind of nice. You know what I mean? And it just sucks that at 20 years old, bro, like I think back to when I was 20. And not that that's like super long ago. I'm only 27. But it's like I feel like. Oh, I was a I different person. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, I didn't even have, like, and not that I got it all figured out now, but it's, like, I feel like I got a totally different outlook on just life in general at 27. Like, the growth that happens from your teenage, <laughs> early 20 years up until, you know, you 25, 26. Like, you go through a crazy growth, crazy experience, you know what I mean? And, like, for somebody to not have that, especially somebody who was on the path to success like somebody who would really be living life you know what i mean who's like, trying
0: to change their life for the better
1: exactly and for them not to have the opportunity to do that no more it's just real tragic to me you know what i mean like I, it really kind of made me feel a way you know what i mean like and there's not too many celebrity deaths that make me go like damn that sucks you know what i mean like obviously if anybody passes like you know bless the dead like you know and you you especially these public figures like you you look at their contributions to whatever field they were in and you appreciate what they did but i feel like with pop smoke man he had so much left to do you know what i mean like it, it was kind of like when x passed like i was just like damn man he just had he had so much more left to like i wanted to see how his story would have played out you know what i mean it just sucks that he got taken away at 20 years old man that's that's tough
0: yeah his light got put out way too early prayers to his mother his brother his whole family i don't know if he has kids but if he does prayers to them as well because that's tragic to lose your parent and like you said 20 years old he had so much left to do it's just shitty situation like he got robbed we got to stop doing that to each to us man got to
1: yeah and i mean I've seen a lot of people talking about his, um, I think it was his IG story or maybe his Facebook story. Before, like, the night he passed, he had posted, like, a gift bag or something that was sent to the spot he was at in Cali. And it had the address on it. You know what I mean? And they was talking about how you can't move like that. And it was almost like, like, nah, man, like, you still shouldn't have to worry about being Ran up on and murdered in cold blood. You know what I mean. Like and and granted, like it it may have been a flex move, but I don't I don't think that's something that we should be debating at this point. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's that's nobody deserves to go out like that. I don't care what kind of life you live, what kind of wrongdoings you've done in your life. Like nobody deserves to go out like that. So rest in peace, my God. Pop smoke, man.
0: Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. No point in talking about because. It was reported by the LA Times that he allegedly stole a Rolls Royce and used it in a music video in the California and brought it back to New York, and they think it may revolve around that. But no need to talk about that until we find more information. But like you said, the point of this right now is rest in peace to that young man, because he lost his life in a tragic way.
1: But, Doom, did you catch NBA All-Star Weekend? I did. I caught a little bit of it, man. What you thought? I I really like the new format of the All-Star game. Like that that I like when I read the rules when they talked about the change, I was kind of like what the hell is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I watched it play out and I don't know how they convinced the players to actually like put effort into the game cuz like historically that's been everybody's complaint with the All-Star game is that, you know, the players aren't really playing. But they was it was actually balling. You know what I mean? I I, actually, I liked what I saw. Everything yeah. outside of the dunk contest was great. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah,
0: they was hooping, bro. It felt like a real pickup game. I wish they would do, instead of how they do the draft on TNT, they should just straight up have all the players line up and then LeBron and whoever else is the captain pick in, at the game so then if anybody gets picked last, it's like, okay, it's time for us to hoop now.
1: Yeah, that that would actually be really interesting.
0: That'd be fire as hell. Yeah. But I like I like the idea of setting a score limit, taking out time and shit. Only thing I think is you gotta win by two. They need to change that. You can't win on a free throw.
1: Yeah, everybody was upset about that. Yeah, So I definitely agree with that. They should definitely, or they should at least have given it like if it ended at the stripe like that, they should at least give the other team an opportunity to do something you know what I mean like, like okay like if, if there's a do or die possession if we don't score game over you know what I mean yep no I
0: agree 100% also the other stuff love the rising stars Zion looked incredible it was like he, he was just playing half-ass but he was still just balling out s- and suck my dick to all the niggas out there who were trying to s- push oh yeah Zion leave with John Morant y'all need to start y'all own team like no bro Zion if if anything John Morant better come to us Zion not leaving nowhere and we don't even like Zion has the best running mate in Lonzo Ball yes John Morant is a better scorer and could be a better point guard but in terms of vision Zion's in the best spot he he could possibly be at right now
1: yeah I think so and the thing that kind of make me nervous about that is that that's kind of the trend that we're seeing. Like, we've seen it with um, with D'Angelo Russell and Cat, uh, how they was boys and they teamed up. Like, I think the league is kind of going to that. Like, if if the organizations are willing to make a pair like that happen, and we obviously see that they got some type of chemistry on the floor. Yeah, so they I, used I to think, play
0: at AAU together.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think it's possible. You know what I mean? I would hope that Zion wouldn't do that. And he, he seemed to be like a, a good kid. I think he got like, he kind of like like Anthony Davis was up until this, this past season where... I say he's different,
0: I... man. He reminds me of like, the old school player, because he feels so much loyalty to New Orleans. Like, yeah. you can just... And I know he's a rookie, and I know everybody's gonna be like, he has to say that, but he just seems like a different guy. Like, he's wired different. Like, I think if he were to play with his friend, he would make them come here.
1: Yeah. I, and I hope that's the case because God, I would love John Morant New Orleans, bro. That would be nuts. That'd but, be crazy.
0: Also, Aaron Gordon got robbed. He got robbed so bad.
1: Fuck. And and <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna touch on him sometime in this <coughs> in this pod, but I heard it was all D Wade fault, man. Yeah, man. D
0: Wade. But no, I'm blaming T'Challa too. Chadwick Boseman ass should not be judging a dunk contest giving niggas nines. Yeah, And also, yeah. Derrick Jones Jr. did the same dunk four times in a row.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: Like, and- I'm sorry, but through the legs, the first one where he reversed it, that was fire. But after that, bro, that should have been straight nines. He should not have gotten
1: fifties. Yeah. But from what I heard is that um, on the last dunk they had Basically, all the judges came together, they agreed on what they the total score was gonna be. They had pre-planned it to where it would come out as a tie. And D Wade threw out a different number so he could bring the trophy on to Miami. You know what I mean? So that's That's if if that's the case, he really fucked up for that. And now Aaron Gordon deserved that. Yes, he did. And now the shitty thing is
0: you're stopping stars. From wanting to do it, yeah. Like John it, Morant
1: tweeted, "Nah,
0: nah, I, I know I'm not doing it, nah."
1: Yeah. But I mean, why would you? Like, why would you if you know that like it's some bullshit? Like, you're not really you can you can compete and you can win, and then the judges just behind the table bullshit and just throwing random numbers out there for the fuck of it. You know what I mean? Like, why would you want to? <laughs> and Aaron should have won off Rip.
0: He had four fifties. Like to start off the first two rounds, he had straight
1: fifties where the other guy had forties. Like it shouldn't have been no question. Yeah. And honestly, bro, he be he came with some of the most amazing shit I've Originally. ever seen in a dunk contest. Like I agree. and and no not taking away anything from what's his name? Jones Jr. Cause he was he I guess he was doing his thing, but like the part of like nigga we know you can dunk like that's not the question like you made it to the dunk contest because you can dunk is how creative can you get with these dunks can you yep. show us something that's like gonna really make us go like oh shit this dude is coming with some crazy stuff especially Aaron Gordon since, had the wild wow factor down pat
0: like I agree especially since to your point I'm gonna elaborate on it Bro, Derrick Jones Jr, you got to get creative especially because ball is life. All these Instagram outlets are posting dunkers who do this 24/7 and those dudes keep coming up with original shit. So if they can do it, you're a fucking NBA player. You should. And if I'm being honest, I think Pat Connaughton got robbed. He should have got he should have been in there over Derrick Jones Jr. That's just yeah.
1: me. Yeah. I agree with that. Like they like, they was doing some some funny stuff, but I mean I get that it's just for, you know, it's just to for content, really. like The NBA just take a a mid-season break and they fill it in with the all-star festivities. Like, nobody really take it as some super competitive deal. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you got to (laughs) encourage... You got to have something in place to encourage people to want to actually participate. Do it. Yep. And that's why the dunk contest is legendary
0: because... They had people. It was it was more competitive back in the gap.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But that's all I really got on that. Yo, tell me why the NFL lineman for the Browns, Greg Robinson, was busted with 156.9 pounds of weed at Border Patrol. And according to law law enforcement, he's facing up to 20 years in prison if convicted. This nigga gotta be the stupidest nigga on in America.
1: What the why <laughs> i don't why? know why is he why is he pushing weed nigga you're rich 156 pounds like you're rich nigga what the fuck are you doing that for so dumb it's over with. even i mean i don't know how much that shit is worth like street value but i'd imagine with like it being legal in so many areas like how much is weed really going for these days
0: exactly like and i i know I'm not gonna incriminate myself, but I know G's go for ten dollars.
1: So yeah, <laughs> so I got, I'm, like... just, I'm just so confused because I feel like, like nigga, even let's let's just say hypothetically, dude is making the league minimum. Like, bro, you already pass selling weed. <laughs> like, Facts. you already above that. Like, why I, that don't make sense to me? I didn't hear that till you just told me. But oh yeah, damn. that popped
0: that popped off
1: today. That's fucking crazy. And accord,
0: okay. So according to the docs, they were not re-entering the country from Mexico. Rather, they were trying to get from Los Angeles to Louisiana and hit the checkpoint on the way. Dumb niggas was trying to get that here. <laughs> what, what the hell? The
1: fuck, is <laughs> See, wrong I, didn't, dude?
0: I didn't even know that until I, I'm reading the, the uh, TMZ article right now. Crazy. Look, he okay. He's made more than twenty-nine million dollars in contract money
1: during his NFL career. So this nigga's a millionaire. Why? 29 million at that. Like, we ain't talking about somebody that got the little, you know, 500K contract. And even that is a lot of money, bro. Like, if we talking compared to the people who feel the need to push weed, like, these are the kind of people, like, nigga, I gotta hit a lick to keep a roof over my head. Like, that's the kind of nigga that's doing that kind of shit. Like, why? I don't understand, bro. He got a four-year, twenty-one million-dollar, guaranteed,
0: fully guaranteed contract from the Rams, and then he was with the Browns. Browns told him, "Yeah, we're not resigning you." <laughs>
1: that is insane, bro. Nigga was
0: was a millionaire dealing dope. Absolutely stupid, fucking dunce ass nigga. But uh, you you go you go sit in jail, Greg Robinson. Uh, next up, Doom. We only got let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine days left in February. What the fuck is Party Next Door doing? I don't know, man. He need to hurry up. I don't know, know what up. he's doing, cause the song The Weekend dropped uh, two nights ago. By the time you hear this, After Hours, fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: bro. The The Weekend on his ass. Like that was the best song I've heard from The Weekend in so long, bro. And I feel like it's purposely at this point. Like I know we talked about it before, but these dudes are an obvious competition. And all this is telling me is that if the week, if, if Party is pushing us back, <laughs> it's because he feels like he need to perfect something. He need a, he's waiting on something to happen to improve the situation. Well, the, the weekend all- just throwing room- out Lucy's, bro. That mean like nigga, I got clips. I'm Dude. ready. What you wanna do? <laughs> The rumor is he waiting on the Rihanna feature. Yeah, man. Well, he he need a he need to tell Riri, like, look, you got to tell the end of the week. Like, I understand yeah. that's a big, a big feature, but you over here like losing some of your fan base. Like, niggas is getting restless, bro. They are. If that was the case, just don't announce a date. Like, I yeah. never understood why artists do that. Like, if you know your shit not ready, don't announce a date. And that's what everything, that's what content, like.
0: That's the thing, like, when niggas announce shit, it's like, okay, well, now it's like we're looking for it. You gave us February. You could have just said, I need to take some time, finish the project, it'll be out in the first quarter. First quarter, you got up till April. So, like, you gave us February, and if it's not here, we're going to have to hold you accountable.
1: Yeah. And, like, I I know I said this last week, but it's like, music has moved to a whole different Era like, re- I feel like release dates in the past was like they had to be planned because you know you had to get with the distribution company, package your CDs, get all that shit ready, and you know like everything was on a timetable. But now, nigga, if you got a a batch of songs ready to put out, you just upload that shit to Spotify and hit upload, nigga. Like, don't announce a date if it's not ready. <laughs> Like, you can literally decide the night before, like, okay, my project is in a good spot. We release it next week. You can do it the next morning if you want. Like, why if you're not prepared to drop? That's the part I I don't understand.
0: I agree 100%. It just sucks, man. Party. Please, please, please let us see something. Because after hours right now, is looking like that's about to be
1: a fucking smash. It will, bro. Especially if he just let these clips go. Like, I don't think you just dropping every <coughs> single, like, every lead song you had on the project. Like, I just don't see The weekend doing that. So if this is just, like, the throwaways, like, yo, I'm going to just let this one slide to give y'all a little something. Bro, Party in Trouble. This album about to be fire if this is what he just throwing out there. Because everything he had up to this point that he dropped, I loved. Same. The weekend been killing it. And that's my thing. Like I love this this song
0: more than Blinding and Lights, and uh, was the other Reckless or Oh yeah. Heartless.
2: Heartless? It's uh,
0: Heartless. Heartless, yeah, yeah. I thought After Hours is the is the first song I've heard from The Weeknd that sounded like the trilogy in Kiss Land. Like yeah. I was I was blown away.
1: Yeah, but he, it sounds he, he's new. Doing his
0: thing, bro. It's he's like doing he, his thing. He fused that 80s sound with that super uh, depressing. Toronto music from the trilogy it just sounds like growth I'm so
1: proud of the weekend for that and bro you you hit it because that little sound that he working with is it's fire bro like he, yeah. he on to something and, and what's crazy is this I don't think we've ever heard anybody try this you know what I mean like everything sounds so retro but it still sounds Current. new and fresh like exactly. it's Man, he he working with something, bro. If this whole album sound like that, I'm a hey, a. <laughs> the weekend wins this battle. Yep, and so- and all he doing is putting more pressure on him. Cause if that fucking what 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 did he call it? The yeah, party like mobile. Yeah, party mobile. Bro, if that shit drop and it's ass, <clears throat> I'm done with him. I'm done.
0: <laughs> no, I, I can't. I'm
1: look- I ain't fucking. I ain't. I I ain't gonna be checking for him no more. If he dropped this shit and it's ass, I'm not checking for him no more. I'm not gonna be like. I'll still listen to his music, but it's not going to be like it is
0: right now where I'm like on pins and needles waiting. Yeah. Like it's going to be like, oh, I get to it when I
1: get to it. Yeah, that's a fact. And and he got to show me that he can make a smash without a Drake feature. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Drop one song, like, bro, one song on a project. If you make one song where I'm like, yo, this is the coolest shit I ever heard, and it's not featuring Drake, then I'll I, I, I'll consider even just that a success for his album.
0: Yeah. I kind of want another Drake feature,
1: though. Not well, from what I'm hearing, there's another Drake feature that's not the the little Afro beats when they drop. So, and I want that to be straight, like, R&B, toxic, Drake yeah, and party. I hope so, because that's what I need. Yeah. But he got to show me he can do it without Drake. If he can, agree. If he can do that, I'm in. I'm with you. Uh, Doom, are you walking back your Colin Kaepernick point
0: because last week we talked about cap being a clown and then the day we the day the pod releases this nigga putting out a memoir book and talking like colonizer he sounded like he got somebody just to write that shit for him and it's
1: like uh, oh yeah, nigga you 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 milking this yeah that's exactly what he doing i'm 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 still with cap but the views i had on last week Nah, fam, you you out of there, bro. You doing you some clowning? Because shit, like my thing
0: is, you want to talk now, do interviews for your book tour, but you didn't even want to talk when you were doing your protest and shit for the yeah. fo- in the football. It was that was my biggest complaint. Like, speak, stop letting these people do your narratives, and now exactly. six now six years later, you want to control the narrative? Nigga, get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, and I think he realizing that people kind of moving off of him. Especially after the tryout thing, and we kind of realized, like, yo, you just fooling, like, you doing way too much. Like, once we kind of realized that, like, I right, nigga, like, cause I'm with you for supporting like social justice and bringing awareness to these kind of issues that's going on, especially within our culture. Like, and I think he did a good job of that. That's why I was with him so hard when all this stuff first started going down. Was like I felt like a lot of a lot of black people didn't really take it as serious as we should have. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I feel like everything is like a social media <laughs> joke or it's like a not 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 a joke, but a social media trend. Like I feel like everything is like we're gonna be outraged and talk about something because everybody else is outraged. And, and that's why it. that's why Jay is so important because Hove said it.
0: Like it's time to stop talking about it on the internet. It's time to stop kneeling. It's time to do something. Like like you said, yeah, that was great. You brought awareness to it. But what's after you bringing awareness? And he hasn't shown us anything for the after.
1: Right. And that's that's my thing is like, show me something that's not. And I, I hate to sound like that because he has made a big sacrifice for the cause. But show me that you're not only in it for... What's in it for Cat? Because I, I feel like now he's like tiptoeing the line between, okay, am I still with the original cause or am I now using my newfound identity to monetize or, or take advantage of people's emotions and beliefs? And I feel like he's starting to go toward the the second one. You know what I mean? Yep. Where he's like, he's using the fact that he's like the face of this. Like, one of the biggest issues in America right now, you know what I mean? He's he's using the fact that he's the face of that for monetary gain, which I totally understand. Like, bro, you got to eat, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I understand that, but don't become corny with it. Don't take advantage of the fact that people feel really strongly about the topic to do the bullshit that you're trying to do. You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like even though... You know, the NFL workout didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. Them niggas at least attempted to give you a chance. And you slapped them in the face. You know what I mean? Sex. So now it's about something that's totally different from all that. You know what I mean? Now whatever happened, that's that's you. You know what I mean? And then the shit with the XFL, I'm like, bro, if you really wanted to play football, like, what better way? Because no cap, bro, I've been watching a lot of these XFL games and these these niggas is trash. Like Cap would have yeah. lit their ass up, bro. And <laughs> like, what better way to get back to the NFL of <coughs> you throwing eight touchdowns, six hundred yards a game? You know what I mean? Like, because niggas, will, niggas no will be question. on your line. Exactly. Yep. There's literally nothing to debate if you still got it or not.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's a shame, but I just wanted to get what you thought on that. Uh, Doom. I just wanted to say this story because I thought this was crazy. So, a patient, a woman was getting she had a tumor in her brain, and they did surgery to remove it, but while they were removing it, she was playing the violin. Is't that fucking nuts to make sure she remembered how to do it?
1: yeah, that is nuts i didn't I didn't know you could like still be alert and moving while you having surgery on your brain. I know, right? I didn't know that was even possible.
0: Yeah, that was, that's the wild story of the week that I just wanted to throw out there because that shit blew my mind. Like, how
1: is she, like, they're touching your brain and they're working on you. How are you playing the violin? Yeah, bro. Just think about how nuts that would be to be awake while your skull is open. Oh, that would that I would be, that would trip me out so bad. Yeah, bro. I don't think I would even be able to do it. I'd have been like, no, you know what? Put, Put me, me to the sleep. Put me yeah. to sleep, dog. <laughs> She must have really loved playing that violin.
0: No, that's like a passion. So I get it. Like it's just crazy. Like, but kudos to her. That's that shit is nuts to me. That that was like able to be done. Uh, I want to ask you. Uh, do you cosign? Because future, when Lori Harvey breaks up with him, it's gonna be a sad, sad day. This nigga put saying he make as much uh I'm with he made us he made a Stevie Harvey bar where it's like you call me daddy I make as much money as Stevie.
1: Yeah I see I heard that bro that that shit is nuts. Yo and what's crazy is I, I seen everybody talking about it when they first got together and shit and they pulled up like this old interview of like her and her mom sitting down talking about um like basically how to respect yourself as a woman and never fall for these dudes that'll take advantage of you and treat you like trash, like rappers and entertainers and all this shit. And Steve Harvey was talking about it. And this is like, at the time it was long before, like she was young, she was like 16 or some shit at the time. And uh, it it just made me kind of think like, man, Steve can't be cool with this whole situation. Fuck no. And I think taking a personal stab at him Steve might set it off, bro.
0: <laughs> like real shit,
1: bro. Like I because I, I don't know like if you listen to his morning show. No, like, the time. Steve, bro, he's still one of them niggas that's like he don't he don't have a high tolerance for bullshit. Like you could tell he like and I, I can't tell if it's for show or not, but like they had a um I forget, it was when he got what happened with, with he had a show on a network or something and they canceled the shit. <clears throat> and it was like a big drama maybe oh like yeah it was his
0: it, it was his daytime talk show
1: yeah so they released this clip of him like going off on some dude that was on the staff and steve is a gangster bro. like i don't think niggas realize because he's steve harvey you know what i mean like they don't think like yo he's still that nigga from the streets you know what i mean That whatever he was whenever before he made it like he's still a nigga I I think he might have some problems with Steve. Don't let his age fool you. Like, I don't think Steve just going to tolerate the disrespect. Yeah, that shit is crazy.
0: Like, I get you're trying to make clicks and whatnot, but, like, if you seriously care about this girl, why would you do that?
1: Yeah, that. but that go to show me that, like, all the speculation about, like, basically future using her to stay relevant and all this shit, that shit is true. Like, I feel like anybody that you care about, you wouldn't just take a shot at their daddy. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't about to take a shot at my old lady dad for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, especially, and not even just on the tip of like, I don't want to disrespect the dad. It's like, nigga, you disrespecting your girl. girl. You know what I mean? Like, you disrespecting your girl taking a shot at her dad, even though that's her stepdad. Like, come on, bro. That shit is wild to me. No, I agree. Like, for example,
0: I was on Facebook because Drew Brees is coming back to the Saints. I don't think he should because, bro, you're too old. You can't throw the ball past 40 yards. We need a quarterback that can move the ball down the field. I I said that on Facebook and my girlfriend's dad commented, bruh. And it was like, I'm not about to argue with my girlfriend's dad. Like, he's not the biggest football fan. I'm going to let him have that. Like, there's no point, but like, I'm going to argue with all you other niggas, but I'm not about to argue with my girlfriend's parents. Like, that's disrespectful (laughs) to my girl.
1: That's a fact. And just for the record, you are absolutely right. That nigga should have hung it up, bro.
0: Yes. Like, he is fucking up this team. And everybody in Louisiana is just okay with it because it's Drew Brees. But nigga, fuck that. Like, I don't think... Yes, Teddy Bridgewater might not have been the answer. But, like, if Teddy's not the answer... You got to go get some. We, it's time to rebuild this team. Like, yeah. the more, the longer we keep Drew, the longer it's going to fuck us up. You see the Patriots about to get rid of Tom Brady ass. If they can do it, we
1: can get rid of Drew Brees. Tom yeah. Brady won six rings. Drew That's only got fact. us one. That's a fact. Like, And I, he ruined in the future because no decent quarterback is going to want to sit on the bench to Drew Brees. Yep. Like, we seeing it with Teddy, and Teddy not even all that. Like, and I mean Taysom. he he talented, but the nigga ain't in a position to where he could just be like, yo, I go to any team and take the reins. Like, if this nigga dipping, we ain't gonna be able to keep nobody. And Taysom, bro, let's keep it a bean. I don't think anywhere else in the league, like Sean Payton found a way to utilize him.
0: Yep. But
1: if we wouldn't have saw that, let's be real. I don't think any team we would have even outside of preseason, we'd have never seen Taysom on the field. And now he dipping, you know what I mean? Like- it's like, we need, who is the few, like, it's, it comes a point in
0: time where it's business. It's, it can't be emotional. Like, trash niggas be getting cut. Drew, I get you won us a Super Bowl, but you can't throw the ball past 20 yards. You can't. Yeah. Like, and, and people were arguing with me on Facebook saying, like, our wide receiver was hurt. We don't have enough weapons. Okay, give him the weapons, cool. How is he going to get the ball past 30 yards? Like, the defense knows he can't do that. So they play up and stop the 20 yard passes. And it's like, yeah, Michael Thomas might have had a broken hand, but Drew Brees couldn't get the ball to anybody else. And it's like, bro, he could have, he did it in the past. Like, are we going to spend? And then the thing is, we pay him so much money. How how much money realistically can we spend on getting him extra weapons when we got to pay Kamara? We got to pay Marshawn. We got to pay, uh, pay Michael Thomas. It's like, bro, we need to get a young quarterback
1: yeah, who that's doesn't cost much. That's a fact. Like, and I, I, think, I think it's like you said, he losing his touch. And two, I think they don't know how to balance. Like in the front office, I know that they've built a great relationship with us. He brought us our first title. Like I get yeah. that. I understand he, it. He got us out of and, mediocrity. Yeah, and I think what they're doing is they're trying to save that relationship because I don't think Drew want to be anywhere else. Like he started co- building businesses in Louisiana and coming up with the, all ons He got the the new shit in Lafayette, surge, What's yeah, up? surge. Like he he's invested in the area, and I think what they're trying to do is keep that relationship good so when he do retire he can work within the organization and they can keep him around. Cause he gonna forever be a saints legend. Yeah, like I think facts. they're trying to prevent him from going somewhere else and, you know, ruining that opportunity. So I, I kind of understand it, but where I'm at, if you want to win, cause I feel like our team is only a quarterback away from a championship, exactly. like being a championship team. That's like my if thing. you want to win while you got this caliber team, do something. If we just run it back, we're going to just get a
0: second round exit. Like people, people don't realize when it comes to the playoffs, you cannot, he's a great regular season quarterback because they're not playing playoff style defense where they're zoning in on, letting him, they're playing, pressing him up on the 20-yard line, saying, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us deep. They're not doing that in the regular season. Yes, his regular season numbers are amazing, but if you look at the last three years in playoffs, the numbers have dipped dramatically. And if you want to see that on paper, check out Julian's article on Bros. You think he, he goes into it incredibly. And it's like, this, it's, it's just time, man. It's, it's, it, it can't be about emotion. It has to be about business.
1: Yeah, that's a fact.
0: But all right, so now it's time to get into some of the questions before we get into the interview. I want to ask you because this was going around Twitter. Which movie traumatized you as a kid?
1: Oh man, that's tough. Oh man, what's what's the what's the movie with? Um, it was like this trash ass horror movie with Snoop in it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh shit, yeah, I do. Oh, was he like a leprechaun or some shit, bro? Hold on, I'm about to I'm about to Google was it. Was it Snoop in it? I no, won't feel it was. If it wasn't Snoop,
0: no, it was 100 percent Snoop. It was called uh. Hold
1: on, let's see. You talking about Hood of Horror? Let me see. Cause he had Bones as well. Bones might have been it. I might be thinking of Bones. It was one of those movies with freaking Snoop was in it, and it was like this lame ass horror movie. It might have been Bones. I think I'm thinking of Bones. I'm mixing up two movies, but there was a movie with a freaking leprechaun in it. It was a horror movie. Another one of these little cheap ass, cheesy horror movies. But Bones was one too, bro. I think Bones is what I'm thinking about, but like for how lame it is, and like when you go back and watch it as an adult, you like, yo, why was I ever scared of this? But that shit used to give me nightmares, bro. Like, (laughs) and I don't understand why. In
0: Leprechaun 2, they took it to the hood. So that was with the black people. Yeah, Yeah. no, know that, that shit was, but for me, it had to be it, yo. When I was five years old, I turned on the TV and I saw it, and that shit traumatized me for the rest of my life.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, fucked me up. Did you did you think the new one like lived up tonight?
0: Uh, I don't think it was scary, but I thought it was like a better movie.
1: Yeah, bro. So, I'm looking up this bone shit. This shit got a 22 percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: <laughs> Snoop.
1: Ass. Most
0: most Snoop Dogg movies are some of like horrible movies.
1: Yeah, I realized like once I got older that a lot of these hood classics that we love so much was trash, bro. Yep. Like there's a handful of them that was like legit good movies. Like I go back and watch them and I was like, damn, that was a good movie. But a lot of them hood classics, it's like especially the ones that like BET used to run on a loop all day, like bro, them movies was ass. Like I I look at like Baby Boy as a movie as an adult i'm like yo this was a trash ass movie i know i'm gonna make people mad with that shit but like not great. baby boy was a trash ass movie dog.
0: bro i was about to ask you about rappers that turned to actors tyrese is not a good actor like the only rappers that are good actors that that transitioned ice cube will smith most def that's yeah. it That is it. And Ice Cube could be argued because we love Friday and we love Boys in the Hood. That nigga's not the best actor. Like, if we're being honest.
1: Not at all. I just think, like, especially in that time, it was so fire for us as black people to see, like, something that was for us, like, hit the mainstream level. Facts. So we just loved it so much because it was, you know, it was the only shit that was representing what we know in real life. You know what I mean? So, I get it, but I'm I'm with you. He not the best. He not horrible though, but he's just not. No. He not the
0: best actor. He's just all right. Another movie that traumatized me. Yo, have you ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, <laughs> bro. That shit with the fucking uh with Doc from uh Back to the Future. He's like a villain in it, and that nigga like gets like because they fuse cartoon and live action. It's weird, but like. The movie's a great movie, but like some of the shit they did with the villain scared the shit out of me as a kid, and I didn't <laughs> fuck crazy. with. I didn't fuck with Courage the Cowardly Dog. I think that's one of the most overhyped Cartoon Network. Oh,
1: cartoons. bro, no man, I didn't love Courage the Cowardly Dog, bro. I love that shit, man. I remember as a kid that shit. It wasn't like traumatized me but it was some creepy shit like when you were a little kid bro Make i'll never forget people. they had um this was like way back in the day bro they had like in in cereal boxes cartoon network would put like a dvd with like one episode <laughs> of a, a cartoon and, that shit. and i remember i was like literally i begged my mom i'd see the courage the cowardly dog box and i was like yo you got to get this box of cereal. Like, I want this episode. So, bro, I used to watch the same one episode over and over and over again. That's how much I fucked with Courage, bro. That was that your was shit, shit. That was my shit. That was my shit. Yo, speaking of cartoons,
0: what would you say was your, your, the best Cartoon Network cartoon? You say Courage? Oh, man. That's tough. Because I go with either car- Name Kids Next Door, Ed, Ed and Eddie, or Dexter's Lab.
1: Oh, man. I'm I'm either between Dex's Lab or Ed Ed and Eddie.
0: Ed and Eddie was hilarious because it was just niggas hustling like. Facts. Facts. <laughs> shit is hilarious, but I gotta say, man, regular show solid cartoon for the new generation. That's probably the best new generation cartoon. I never seen it. That shit is hard. It's just is. I wish it was on Adult Swim because it's basically just two stoners that work at a park and crazy shit just happens. That's on fire. I might have to check that out. Peep game. That shit is amazing. I want to that, check that out. Oh, uh, final topic before we get into the uh, uh, interview. I want to ask you: Should music festivals stop? Do you think they're worth it? My thing is because they just announced the new uh, Lovers and Friends festival, which which is actually like a great lineup. It's uh, let me see. You get Lauren Hill, Usher, Ludacris, Lil Jon, TLC. Janae Aieko, Summer Walker, Meg Thee Stallion, Nelly, Sean Paul, T Payne, Ja Rule, and Fat Joe, Monica, Brandy, SVW, Sweetie, Lil Kim, Foxy Brown, Drew Hill, Genuine, Next, 112, Mario, Twister, Eve, Trina, Amory, Mace, Cameron, Mike Jones, Montel Jordan, John B., Baby Bash, Frankie J., Nina Sky, Umi, and much more. That shit is, that's an amazing lineup.
1: Bro, super amazing. But I might my have thing to is, <laughs> see go see to, to buy some tickets.
0: It's in LA, so it's right by you. But my thing is, I feel like festivals are overhyped. The artists never give their best shows at festivals. It's it's just too crowded, and you don't get to experience a, a real live performance. You like you don't get to experience a a. you're the artists you're there to see because they're not giving you their vision of a show. They're just doing this festival.
1: Yeah. And I I mean, I think you kind of go into it expecting that though. Like Mm. I know, especially out here, like if let's say at one of the the clubs out here, like if I see one of my favorite artists doing a set, I'm not expecting like their real set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll go because I know that, you know, it's, it'll be dope to see them, but like, like, I remember I saw Uzi at the light and I was super hyped to see him. Like, this was like probably one of the first shows I went to, that, like, for somebody who I really wanted to see. You know what I mean? And I would, I, initially, I was upset because he only did like maybe, I'd say, like seven or eight songs, but he did this weird thing where, like, He would do the hook and a little bit of the verse and it would mash into the next song. And his set was maybe (coughs) 30 minutes, if that, like, I'd say maybe 20 to 30 minutes tops. And it was like super mashed up into kind of one long song of all his hits and shit. But it was like, I kind of expected that it wasn't going to be an actual show. So I think when you Mm. go to the festival, you kind of going for the festival vibe. And it's kind of okay. cool because you see all of your favorite artists in one spot, but you kind of know that they're going to give you a festival set. Like, it's different from, like, if you go to, like, a full blast arena and it's not really so much he, yeah. focused on just being fucked up and vibing. Like, like cause- that, I, I love arena shows, man, because you get
0: to know the artists you're there to see. And it doesn't have to just be arena, it could be House of Blues or just a, a venue with one artist, the openers, and their interpretation of how they wanna portray themselves. That's yeah. where you get to see if an artist is truly a great artist. In those moments of you in the crowd, watching them present to you their music in the way they want to. Like, I feel like those shows are just more intimate.
1: Yeah, that's a fact, bro when you said that that reminded me i saw currency and i had i had always been a currency fan obviously he a new orleans rapper like from louisiana like i I fuck with that like i feel like coming up in louisiana like especially being our age when you know we was in high school like everybody fucked with currency especially when he was on the movement with wiz and he was doing the how fly and all this other shit like um of currency but I found, like, a way crazier love for Currency after going to his live show. Because I would never seen Currency live before. This was, like, maybe, like, three or four years ago. But once I seen him live, bro, like, this dude put on the best show I have ever seen in person. Like, still to this day, I don't think I've ever been to a show that was as crazy as that. See,
0: like, it, it changes your perspective of the artist. Yeah.
1: And it was super intimate, bro. Like, I remember going in there everybody was getting kind of pissed off because before the show started they were saying like oh he's coming (laughs) on at this this time but he had like guys that was opening up for him so the story was from what i heard was that one of the opening acts was running late but i guess currency was like nah we're gonna give him his chance to come like fuck that. We waited for the opening, and it was some like local Vegas rapper that nobody gave a damn about. Like he was trying But that's to respect, though. Yeah.
0: Like, like I respect Currency for that, cause he didn't have to do that, but
1: exactly
0: he, he wanted to give that dude a shot.
1: Exactly. So dude came on, and he was telling everybody to light like, they weed up and shit, cause you know weed legal out here and shit. And this this was around the time when they first made it legal, cause this was only recently that they legalized for recreational use here so everybody lit up bro and picture the whole venue was just full of smoke the fucking fire alarm went off because there was so much weed smoke in the building and it started interrupting you know the whole show you know yeah. what i'm saying so i remember currency came out and he was like man it like we can't the audio fucking up because the alarm system going off but he was like too much Fuck weed that, we're gonna rock <laughs> anyway dude started his show off acapella like no beats no nothing like he just was rapping acapella bro and killing it and it was the hardest shit i ever heard because he was he was performing like some of his legendary ass songs bro like i'm talking about the shit from how fly all the old shit from like when we was in high school bro like the real shit like you got to be a real currency fan to know he just doing them bitches cappella. and then the music finally came back on and he gave the craziest show dude was like in the crowd rapping like he came off the stage and was just walking around the venue in the crowd rapping it was the craziest shit i ever saw bro that, dude, that and show. see
0: that's what makes an artist from just a typical artist to a legendary artist that's why i don't like future as much as i used to saw him live fucked it up that's why drake will always have a special place in my fandom because when I saw him live, he was better than I thought he was like seeing him live. I I loved his music, but seeing it live changed everything for me. And I think that's what I'm getting at with this festival stuff. Cause like when you see someone intimate in a show, it just changes your perspective of them, whether good or bad. Like, for example, Post Malone. So I'm at Voodoo, like you said. I went in with the expectation of this might not be the best show, but his voice sounded like mine does right now, and I was like, "Bro, you shouldn't have even came on." And it kind of took Post down a notch. Where with Future, that nigga just raps over the over the song, and it's like, "Bro, you're not putting no effort into this. You just up there, na 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 Like, nigga, do something yeah. else."
1: Yeah. And that that shit is trash, honestly. Like, <clears throat> I I couldn't even because. I'm not going to say Uzi was like that, but he was like that. Like, he had the song playing in the background, and he just fucking ad-libbed his song, and it was like, it was cool to see him, because I ain't going to lie, he was very interactive with the crowd, but he wasn't necessarily performing. So I didn't leave with the same feeling like I felt with Currency, and granted, Uzi was in a much bigger venue than when I saw Currency. Cause, like, I swear to God, Currency got off the stage mid show and just started shaking everybody's hand while he was rapping. Like, dude came up and just dapped me up like I was one of his niggas. And it was so wild. It's because, like, when he came down, I expected everybody to, like, rush him and go crazy. Like, but he just such a cool, like, laid back ass nigga. That nobody, yeah, nobody did that. Like everybody just shook his hand and let him keep (laughs) vibing through the crowd. Like nobody was fucking with him or acting like a crazy fan. Like niggas was just like, "Yo, that's my partner." You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was it was it was it was love in the building, bro. Like I feel like everybody was bonding. Like you ever been in a spot where the, the like everybody had the same vibe? Like you didn't even know the niggas next to you, but you was cooling with these niggas like they was the best friends you ever met in your life. And you don't him, even bro. know him, bro. Like, that's that was the kind of situation that was in that venue. Like, his show was fired.
0: The only time I've experienced that was at, a, a, funny enough, a currency show in Lafayette and in that Drake tour. I swear, the first time, the Club Paradise tour, when he came to New Orleans with Kendrick and Rocky, I, when he when it was Take Care, I swear, every person in that building was just like, yo this guy's the he's the man like and it was just like what the fuck same thing with the nothing was the same set it was just incredible but that was just my thing like i don't know if how much longer festivals should last
1: yeah i mean i don't think they'll be around forever. but i feel like eventually this whole little vibe that we got because i feel like it, it it's kind of trendy like people just go to them <laughs> because of Oh, I can just be fucked up and yeah. do molly's yeah. and X and just and vibe. Smoke out. weed outside. Yeah. yeah I no. feel like that that kind of vibe is gonna die eventually. People gonna realize that we're paying a lot of money
0: to see That's, mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. Doom, uh, I'm a transition in the interview and then after after the interview, me and you will give our socials. So with that being said, let's jump into the interview with Old Spanish. I'm super, super excited for you guys to hear this. Let's get into it right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this point of the pod, we are bringing in our special guest. Joining us is hip-hop artist from Baton Rouge, incredible musician. We're joined by Old Spanish. Old Spanish, how you doing, my brother?
3: Pretty good. You just made me feel really
0: nice. <laughs> no, bro. Like I really enjoy like I Like I told you off air, I don't bring people on this show. That I'm either not a fan of or respect what they're doing or think they have a talent, or they're bringing something to the public that I appreciate. Like, I'm not just gonna bring on somebody, and this is not me talking shit or anything, but if you ask me to come on the pod or if, or if, if people suggest you and I don't necessarily like your music, I'm not gonna ask you just because I don't wanna give a fake interview. You know what I mean? I genuinely like your music.
3: Thank you. I like your interview voice. Oh, thank you, man. Sounds really
0: nice. <laughs> man, hey, the radio got, got something right when they hired my ass, but let's get into it. I want to, uh, what should I call you, Old Spanish? How are we doing this?
3: You, you can call me Peter or Spanish. or I'm going to call you Spanish because I'm not going to call... call you
0: your government name because you're Old Spanish, man. We're yeah. doing, we doing this right now, and I love I love your name that you don't stray from your, your, uh, your culture and your heritage. Yeah.
3: Technically, I'm not Spanish. I'm Hispanic, so that's kind of a lie, but... Uh, my friend Max, our friend Nelazam, he calls me Spanito. What
0: uh, what part of what part of uh, Latin America are you from? I'm from Ecuador. Ooh. I'm from Manta,
3: Ecuador. Nice.
0: Right coast, yeah.
3: Have uh, you been there a bunch? Um, I left when I was like four, and then I visited me like five times. Do
0: you? And I love this. is My favorite part about doing these things is getting the side conversations. Do you miss it? And do, what's the difference between America and there?
3: Fuck yeah! I miss it. I love it. I'm gonna die there. Like I'm. Real. Gonna, I'm good. That's where. That's you want to live? Okay. That's end game. Yeah. Uh, the big difference is It's a third world country. Yeah. A lot of a lot of stray dogs. You know. Not that many white people. Yeah. A lot of Hispanic people. A lot of Ecuadorians. Like everywhere. <laughs> um. Every car is stick shift.
0: Ooh. Okay. So you know you know how to drive a uh manual. Fuck no. Fuck okay. Man, I get there. <laughs> we take a cab. Somebody else drives me. Fuck that shit. <laughs> that's
3: fucking awesome. Well, I, one of my first my first job. In high school was uh, or my second job. First job. I was a valet attendant. I was 16, and I did not know how to drive shit.
0: Real. So you just you just going, going like, with I, the flow. I was like, sir, I can't take it. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Well, let's get into the, the business. You just dropped a new project, which I think everybody should check out. And it's you and your band. Or the band. I'm not going to say your band. It's the band. The band. The baby. fellas. The fellas. I want to, before we get into... Knowing you real quick and getting to the artist, because there's gonna be a method to the madness. Why did y'all choose to do a band and
3: form a collective? Okay, so um, this isn't the second. This is the second group I've been in. Okay. Uh, previously, I was in. I had a rap group. It was just. It wasn't a band. It was a rap group. Uh, Code Forty Five. Okay. Right. And that's where like the yeah. the label came from and everything. Code Forty Five. And then uh, that kind of fell through a little bit, but we're still all friends. Uh, and I started working at Guitar Center. And even before I started working at Guitar Center, uh, I just really wanted a band, right? So I started uh, a band with this drummer and guitar player, uh, G Street, shout out to them. Uh, and then that just kind of, you know, that kind of fell through. We got a new drummer, I met uh, I met my friend Cosmo, the keyboard player, who okay. he also raps. Met him at Guitar Center, um, we started, you know, doing a band thing together, started performing. And then uh, we performed me and Corbin songs, me and Cobain songs, and then uh, met Mirko, through the recording studio, he started recording here. We became really good friends. We just started making songs, uh, and eventually we came up with the name of the fellas because we would always say, "Who are y'all with?" And like, "Oh, well, I'm with the, the fellas. fellas." Yeah, you know I saying? love that name. Yeah, shit, yeah. It's very relatable. Shit, yeah. And then we we started performing, you know, with the band and everything. And Mirko started opening for us, like at different shows at the House of Blues. He got a show there with us, like separately. Did y'all do Houston too? Yeah, we went to Houston. Yeah, I saw that. So we traveled there together. And he would open for us and I would be in the set and we would do like fucking, we'd turn the fuck up and then the band come on, turn the fuck up again. And eventually, I'm like, well, I mean, just be in the band. Yeah. And then so we, um, whenever we were finishing the album, we didn't even know we had an album. We just, I was just looking through the files. So, you know, I'd be always be on my computer looking at like, yeah. what, what the fuck is going on with everything? And I realized we had a, we had enough songs, like features, like him, Cosmo, me, Co- Corbin, Cobain. And it's everybody together, and we're like, oh, fuck, we have an album. And then we uh, made a few more songs and just... Okay. It just worked out that way. Yeah. Give me the names of all the people in the uh, the band. Okay, so check it out. Old Spanish, me, uh, produce and rap. Uh, Cobain sings, raps, fucking somehow produces. And he records himself, like, his solo stuff. Cool. Cosmo the one. He plays keys, produces, and raps really fucking well. Yes, he does. Um, Got Marco Hendrix. Like the studio, like the definition of a studio rapper. He like, and
0: he, yeah, I, I gotta give my boy Miracle his props because that's my fault why he hasn't been on the pod yet. I, I take full responsibility, but like when I heard his first project that I heard, I was like, yo, this dude can spit, like straight up, this dude can rap.
3: And that's, I'm actually at the end of that project. Yes, you are. B, and that is one of my favorite albums. No, like, I remember Mar- Mar- that shit. So, do you know like studio musicians, like in a big studio, they'll have a drummer there, or a guitar player just waiting oh, to like add shit? He he could be hired as like a songwriter, like to at, do a, at that. A studio and just sit there and just crank you can, out hits. Crank you can, out hits. You, you know can hear
0: it from his from like the uh, the bars he spits and just the tone of his voice. And his bar, he
3: knows he knows what the fuck he's doing. Son. He We even just made a reggaeton song, like a Spanish song Ooh. that we need to finish. You um, have to show me
0: that when we get out of
3: here. Let's we, see, this we have uh, Rachel Ray with two R's. She's a singer, si- great, Ray, singer. singer. Uh, great singer, great uh, singer. Cosmo writes all of her stuff, um, and then she comes in and sings it, and she fucking kills it. And um, who else? Dalton Hamilton. He is in one song. He's in Darkest Crypt. Yep. He is our guitar player and producer. He produced that song, but he's really busy with a kid and work and stuff. So we're essentially going to get successful and come back for him.
0: So the people won't be able to see this, but if I'm looking at y'all's album cover, it goes Mirko at the bottom with the beanie. You Old Spanish to the right of him if you're facing the picture. Cobain to the right behind
3: you. With a banana. Who's the to the left with the dreads? Okay, that's Cosmo. That's Cosmo. Yeah. To the left of him is Daniel Nelson. He is our bass player. And okay. if you heard the song Twin Size Life, don't make up. Yep. That's him. Okay. And then the other dude is the drummer, Chris.
0: And that's okay. And then uh, Ray, uh, Rachel. Rachel. Ray. Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray. Is, is the female in the picture. Awesome. Dope. All right. Just wanted to let set the stage for when we talk about the fellas and who they are. Give, give everybody just a little bit of info. But let's dive into you, Old Spanish. What got you into music, okay. specifically hip-hop? And just give us a little bit of your background story. Just your... Your origin story, so to speak.
3: Okay, I'm going to make it kind of not short, but I'm going to try to condense it. Okay, uh, grew up in Metairie. Eldest brother was about like 17 or whenever I started listening to music, so he influenced my music a lot. Okay. A lot of, uh, my The first kind of music I listened to was reggaeton, which is Spanish rap. Yeah. Right, And then my brother turned me on to American rap, you know, Biggie, fucking Nas, old school shit, right? Uh, I was like probably 12. I'm not really good with time, but I was little. I started playing guitar. I started taking guitar lessons for a couple of years. Um... In high school, I, I, I formed a, a really bad rock band with my friend Brock and Zach. He played bass and drummer and stuff. And I had a synthesizer. Fucking garbage. <laughs> it just sounded terrible, right? And then I started producing by myself. I got a drum set and, a synthesizer and I, my synthesizer, I, I started recording on GarageBand. Okay. And after that, I just started producing on GarageBand. And then I was like, I want to I want to make hip-hop. I want to be a producer. I don't want to go to college. Came to Baton Rouge, went to school, dropped out, kept making music. Um, got better at it, got more shit, and then just kind of kept at it. One hundred percent. Did it. It was the only thing that um, that kept me still. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I always be moving. and I'm yeah. not be really still. You know, I'm kind of angsty and stuff. You but know. But this what I'm is saying? this is the thing that gets you in. Yeah. In high in high school, like the first thing I noticed whenever like I first took my dad's laptop and opened up GarageBand, I was like, Holy fuck! I'm like, chill. I'm just chill. i yeah. just Finally, finally, fucking calm for once. You know what I'm saying?
0: Isn't that amazing when you find your passion because I was in, I was, I'm still in school, but I was in school to go to law school and that shit just wasn't me. And the only thing I loved about it was the act of performing in trial in the sense of public speaking and, and convincing people. And that's why I feel like this works out so well because I can live that passion and talk to me about just when you found that making music, did, not did it give your life a sense of, Oh, I found I found my thing.
3: Yeah, finally something, man. Uh, I remember when I first decided I was gonna rap and start producing this stuff. It was me, and my eldest brother. Yeah, me, and my eldest brother did a half marathon. Ooh, and nice. Then when nice. When we finished that evening, me and my middle brother, my eldest brother, we did shrooms. <laughs> A great fucking Yo, day. Yo, holy, great, wait. Holy, I can't day, let dog. you... Um, so how long was this...
0: How long are the marathons? Because I'm, I'm 13, ignorant.
3: 13.1 miles.
0: Jesus, bro. My fat Man. ass could not
3: fucking... No, run I did 13. that shit, son. My average mile pace was like seven minutes. Jeez, or like 650. Jesus. Did this, I can't do that now. <laughs> I feel 40. My knees will break. I smoke too much. You know what I'm saying? No, no how that, that is. It's not possible. High school body? Yes. <laughs> and it was, so we did shrooms that day. And then me and my brother were freestyling in the whip, smoking a blunt. And I was like... I mean... This is me. This is cool. I like this. I mean, there ain't no other way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to figure something out. And um, somehow I just ended up being an engineer and stuff like that. And then that just came along with everything. And
0: I think that makes you a better artist in the sense that you know how to produce, you know how to engineer, you know how to write. I think that makes you a versatile with a Swiss Army knife of sense. And because... Mm no matter what, you'll be able to make money off of your passion, whether it's studio sessions, whether it's making beats for other people, whether it's your own music. And I think that you can hear that quality in the album. Uh, don't make fun of us. I, I, I was about to say don't, don't play make us. make fun of us. Yeah, I love that name. We'll get to all that. But who are some of your influences in the sense of when you're rapping? Who are some of your favorite rappers that, that when you heard these people, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do.
3: Okay, Earl Sweatshirt, off top. Solid pick. Just like... He was, I was like, okay, that's how I wanna rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Mac Miller. Rest in com- peace. Completely, I can't even listen to him. Me? Like, I'm so happy
0: I met someone who I said, had, I can't I listen had, to I it had, anymore.
3: I, I dead ass, like, my friend Max, I was talking about, Nelazam, he called me while I was at work. He texted me saying, Max dead. I you don't know like, what the fuck you're talking about. Wanted to that, Straight dead ass cry, dog. Yeah. And this was after the experience like, family loss and stuff. And I was like, well, I can handle for anything now. Mac died, lost his son.
0: Bro, I, I can relate to, to me, the only celebrity deaths that have affected me personally. Kobe Bryant and Mac Miller, it's like like one hundred percent.
3: I don't even. I was whenever he died. I don't watch yes. basketball. I don't. Yeah. I don't care about basketball at all. Kobe died. That hit. Sad man. That it's hit like hard son, and his daughter. That hit hard.
0: Super just, super sad situation. So we got Mac Miller, Earl Sweatshirt. Anybody um, else?
3: I always wanted to say Biggie when I. That's how I tried to be like the most when I was mm-hmm. like first starting off, but that just kind of, it just kind of faded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, can't sound like Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of he's one all. of one. Um, who else? Who hmm, who would you say? I feel like that's really much it. That's that's pretty much it. I, I listened. I used to listen to a lot more music than now. Now not I just your, your just make music and whoever I'm recording, like I would listen to their music and like it. You know what I'm saying? L- local
0: people. But you can hear the the Mac influence and the Earl Sweatshirt, and I even say to the extent of the big influences in your storytelling and the way you put about funny lyrics. And when you when we dive into the project, you can hear that type of stuff in there. So I really fuck with that. What would what would you say was the first project you released? When would you say you started releasing music as like, all right, I'm Old Spanish, the artist, and like I'm gonna put these this music out for people.
3: Okay, uh, I had a few names. Okay. Prior to Old Spanish,
0: because I checked your SoundCloud, like I, I SoundCloud, uh, surfed and yeah. there's a bunch of tracks there, and I was
3: no yeah. project. So, um, the old, the first project under Old Spanish was called Old Spanish. Okay. I had bought a bunch of CDs and a bunch of sleeves, and drew like, um, I've always wanted this as a, this as a tattoo. I drew a laptop with a keyboard and two speakers, Ooh. like a little mini studio. Just yeah. I drew it on a bunch of fucking things, and it was just a Sharpie version. It was pretty shitty. Uh, and it was really bad. the The album itself, I had maybe a few songs. I had a song called "Ill" in it. And it was like nobody, nobody fucking heard it. Nobody heard it. I put it on SoundCloud. Blah blah. It's, it's not on there anymore. <laughs> then, um, right after my dad passed away, I released a project called MOP and M O P because my hair looked like a mop. And my oh. hair was like all the weird. So MOP. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm making music. Still wasn't good. Had a few songs maybe that are on st- that I put on Spotify. Um, Real Quick and Meta Knight are two songs from that old ass project. Smash Brothers fan, I take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah. 100% <laughs> dog. My brother got a smash tattoo on his back. Lit. Yeah, shit, yeah. Uh, what, was, what was I saying? Fucking... You talking about you released Mop after you... Oh, your, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Mop. And then that's the that's still on SoundCloud, I think. And after Mop, I started working with Co. 45. And we made... We dropped our album. And that album is still... is on... Spotify, I think. Okay. And it's it's a really good album. It's called Cult by Cold Cult Forty Five. C U L T period. And that was I produced the whole thing. That was one of my favorite projects. Um, and right after that I released Old Spinach. And Old Spinach, um, the song Lo-Fi is in it. The song Lawn with Smooth Cat. I have a song with Frank Marcelino and Saze. There's some local artists. Um, I think that's some of the stuff I checked out on yeah, SoundCloud. It's a, yeah, yeah, is that cover right there? Yeah, that, yeah the okay. Spinach. Um I love that project. It's it's not amazing, but it low key changed um your sound. Not just the sound. Yeah, it did change my sound cuz I realized what people liked uh like what kind of style They like everybody really liked the song lofi, the music videos people really like it. I love performing it. But that kind of that album kind of um it changed how every how I saw how everybody saw me as a rapper or as a producer. They're like, "Okay, he's actually rapping now." And it that kind of Changed the course of everything. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this now. Like, I, I can see the progression. I'm going to just keep going. And, like, even if there was doubts or, like, months where I didn't write or anything, I still, like, kept that, that shit. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And, and I think
0: from hear, hearing you tell me this and from hearing this stuff off of Old Spinach to now, I can see the transition. And, like, yeah. I can see the growth in the building and that. I want to ask you because... Not to get too personal, but I, want, I always like to use moments that people say to teach. And I feel like you have a specific story in the sense of how was losing your father? How did that impact you and your music?
3: Oh, man, that was some bullshit. <laughs> so he died just uh, like an accident. right? Oh, yeah. It just kind of, it was a construction accident. It just happened out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And it was in the midst of my grandmother dying, and right Jesus. after my grandfather died, and then my fucking cat died, and then my dog died. So, Oof, so my bad
0: to just open up that. No,
3: it's cool, dog. I'm, 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 I'm okay now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm finally like, okay, it happened. Shit happens. Got to keep going. If you don't keep going, then they live for no reason. You know what I'm saying? My dad, he. You worked his ass off for me, so why would I just stop and, and that you, kind of bullshit? The legacy continues in you, man. Yeah, exactly. And uh I remember right before he passed away, like he started coming to our shows. We started doing better shows. Me and Cobain started performing in New Orleans and Hell stuff. Yeah. And so whenever he passed away, dog, I wrote some good ass music. <laughs> like, and it's kind of shitty to say that, but he, you know, everybody everybody's dad dies. Everybody has dad yeah. issues, everybody that dad was drunk, that wasn't there. You know, but personally I know, I feel like it was a way for people to connect to it, too. And especially since back then, I never really talked about it. Like, for a long time, nobody knew that. my dad died. I didn't yeah. fucking tell nobody. Not their business. It's not their business, right? And then, uh, But the music, I was like, okay, if you want to get to know me, you will listen to the music, you know? And it's just something that was just going on in my life, so I just mentioned it a
0: lot. And... No, and I think that's something that people can take away from in the sense of when you lose something, I liked how you say Because one of my favorite quotes from an anime on One Piece People don't die when the bullet hits, when the heart stops, when the brain stops. People die when their memories are forgotten. And I think it's legacies, memories, and impact that carry on and make us immortal in this
3: life. So I'm not really religious. I'm a very earthly man. Hey man, I, I ain't tripping on I that. I don't I'm not even spiritual. I don't believe fuck anything, dog. I think heaven and hell is just like what you said, if somebody leaves a bad memory like Hitler, then my motherfuckers in hell. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If somebody in your family is close to you and they affected you and everybody loves them. Like Kobe's obviously in heaven. Yeah. You know, just by general consensus. That man's in fucking heaven. You know. So it's about the impact and the impact and legacy you leave. I'm just trying to go to heaven, dog. I feel (laughs) shit yeah, I'm with
0: you on that. Not I'm not trying to and I think that's something we could touch on. How important is it being a musician, leaving this legacy
3: of old Spanish and the music behind? I guess since I really don't believe in the afterlife, there's no reason why I'm doing this other than, like, the moment, I guess. The love for it. The love for it, yeah. you know, because I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. But then, I guess memory is good, too. You know, I want people to... I guess I want people to remember me. But... Yeah, I don't... I'm not really. It's more really, so about the now. It's my, Yeah, it's about the now, because, I mean, if I'm dead, I'm, I'm dead. People are going to remember me how they will, you know. It will be cool to be famous and then die and people remember me, but at the end of the day... I mean, there's fucking Egyptian statues of pharaohs, and nobody gives a fuck about those pharaohs. True. You know what I'm saying? Cool, they did it's, something. It's like, just about how
0: you impact people yeah. and what you do in the here and now. Yeah, exactly. 100, let's get into the project, Don't Make Fun mm-hmm. of Us. Tell the people real quick where they can find it at, because I want to plug this. This
3: is a great project. All over the place, Don't Make Fun of Us by The Fellas on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, wherever you can find shit. Just look up Don't Make Fun of Us, The Fellas, and you'll see a nice picture with a group of friends, a light blue, black that light blue background. And yeah, listen to it. 100. Y'all definitely go check that out. Why the name don't make fun of us? Cool. So we were actually making a song, the song Twin Size Life with Daniel Nelson and Merkel Hendrix. It was when we were already done the album and we just wanted to add a few more songs. Mm -hmm. So how long did it take to make that beat? 10 minutes? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Daniel Nelson laid down a bass line. I made a drum beat. I went to... Made a little you know keys and all that bullshit. And then Daniel Nelson was... He said he's always wanted to sing this line, so he started singing it. Merkel Hendrix wrote a crazy hook, crazy verse. I wrote a verse, and then we just laid it down. And the the hook is, don't make fun of my twin-size mattress. Yeah. Don't make fun of my twin twin-size nice life. life. And then we're like, what the fuck should we name his album? And we're like, hey, don't make fun <laughs> of us, Because that's another thing that I we were talking earlier before the podcast about people not being genuine. Everybody tries so hard to be so fucking cool, dog. Yeah. And just vibe and chill and wavy. It's like, yeah, stop being so fucking cool. Yeah. Nobody's that fucking cool. And if you are, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah just, just be yourself. Be yourself. And a lot of some people ask if they wanna make music with me or something. I'm like, you're too fucking cool, dog. Like I don't I wouldn't vibe with you son. something. Like I wanna get all wavy and shit with you. Yeah. You know, I'm being here acting like a fucking idiot. And you, I don't know. Shout out Jyra. No, that's my that's my man. <laughs> Jyra, you know, like- he People like Jaira, that's how people need
0: Genuine, it. genuine human being, man. Shout out to Jaira, and I can't wait to hear some of the stuff y'all are working on.
3: Oh, yeah. He has a session tonight, actually. Real? Yeah, and he, he dropped a project right before Home, home Movies 2 that Mirko and I are featured in, and I'm in the second song. No, wait. You're in the second song. I'm in the third. Uh, he's in the third, but I produced the song that they're on that Jaira, um, My Name Dwayne, and Mirko are on, and it is one of my favorite Beats I never made, son. Like that shit was so fun, Jared. I'm gonna get to j- that. Shout out to Jar because I know he checks, checks us out. And one of my favorite verses around that project. Okay, you can ask me. Later. Hell yeah. yeah. But
0: for the intro of uh Don't Make Fun of Us, talk talk to me about the creation of it. How does the production work? Because I see it's made by three producers, y'all in a band. Talk to me just about
3: how y'all go about y'all's creation. Good process. fucking question for, I try. That, for that song, especially, because there's a lot of songs on there, obviously. But some of them aren't produced by this one. Like, two of them aren't produced by... Three of them aren't produced by us. And then a few are just produced by me or Cosmo or whatever. This one felt like a total group effort. Exactly. And it was beautiful. And we had a feature on it, too. So we had a feature on the first song and the last song. The first song was Matt Page. He's not a part of the fellas. Shout out, Matt Page. So we decided to open it with a feature. And close, it with, a, close it with a feature. But so the production part of it, um, Cosmo, he initially wrote the song, The Hook uh for rachel okay and he came in for a session and we were making a beat uh cosmo laid down the keys um and he laid down kind of like the the skeleton of the drums and then i eventually like fixed the drums and made it all cool um and my friend grant uh who has a band the fishing trip really good band uh grant sings and plays bass and guitar He's super talented he came in laid down a fucking nasty bass line nasty bass line and then somebody had a guitar uh, but there's only like a, one second of guitar in the beginning, beginning where it's like, yeah. right, and I forgot where we got that guitar from, but I found it somewhere I was like, holy fuck, that sounds really good, and I placed it <laughs> in the it beginning. In there. Uh So Cosmo wrote the hook, and then I wrote like the very short intro, like maybe we can get down with it, right, yep. blah, 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 just like really short part. Um, Matt Page laid down a verse, Cosmo laid down a verse, and he kills that shit. She got spies like Mrs. Dash, like, that shit, like what, that shit's so cold. Uh, and then I go in with the hook again. Rachel does her shit. And then Cobain comes in with a beautiful bridge, verse, hook, fucking some shit Just that like he like a did. little portion. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. It's like awesome. a it like 90s R&B. It is gorgeous, dog. And then Mergle comes in with, he ends it with a beautiful fucking verse, short verse, kills that shit. And then Rachel kills that shit with the hook again. And it ends it with like a bridge or something. But the construction of that song was my favorite. And it's the first song because like all the fellas are in it. And they all contribute something like, it shows, like, y'all, Voltron has formed on yeah, the, on the exactly. intro. Yeah, exactly. And it's cool because it's a, it's a group track, like, you know, like a hip-hop track, uh, but it's not your average group intro. Yep. You know, like, everything, like, pro-era or, like, Wu-Tang is like that, boom, boom, clap, boom, and then everybody yep. just, like, spin. Nope. And now that we made a song. You no, know, like, like, very, very musical, and I think that's something...
0: Thank you for... It. Good, good fucking... Oh. Good, good question. Ain't no, Ain't, Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing, brother. Um, that's what I am I'm, I'm just trying out here. We're just trying to make you're, something pop off You're here. doing a good job. But uh, what would you say... I hope I'm answering well. Oh, no, you are. This is, I, I'm enjoying this conversation 100%. What would you say? Because I think that's a tone set throughout the entire album. How important is live instrumentation and making it very musical? Because this is through and through a hip-hop album, but at the same time, it is a musical album. Album like it's very pleasing to the ears. It's not trappy. It's not typical boom
3: bap. It is straight music, music. And how important is that theme throughout the whole entire project? So one thing I like to pride myself in, if I'm making a project uh, from scratch, you know, pr- producing and stuff, there will only be maybe two tracks with a hi hat roll. Okay, real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the the trap. The thr- yeah. Right? There's maybe two tracks on it. I I didn't produce on there. We didn't produce on some other tracks, but I would also like to say. I get really frustrated when producers use too many loops and then make it seem like they did, did something. something. Like, I played yeah. that guitar. I played that. It's like you didn't. So I really respect, you know, live instrumentation. Shout out to The Roots. Like, I used to listen yes. to The Roots since since I was little. You know, Questlove and Black Daughter, like, my Black Daughter, Questlove, best fucking duo in yeah. history. You know what I'm saying? Um, it also helps with the performance because we perform with a band. So we started, like, man, let's just make, let's make, the album do with it. the band, you yeah. know, you know, and uh, I don't know. I think it brings into to life more. It you does. Know, it, it gives it a sense of, I don't know, openness. Like you're actually there and just creating things from scratch. You know, uh, having a guitar in there. I mean, I've even in old spinach, I played guitar and I produced all my stuff on old spinach, and I would play in the keys and stuff like that. But actually having a bass player come in here, actually having a guitar player, piano player come in here, and that's advice I give to anybody that's producing or starting to produce get acquainted with instrumentalists, you know, or learn an instrument. You know, learn it your makes
0: song. your music, and I think you said it the best, it makes it sound fresh, but it differentiates you in an era where everything is samples, loops, computers. This this album isn't that, and that's why I wanted to promote this heavy because it's beautiful music. It's something you can drive to. If you're a hip-hop fan, it's something you can get down to, and I think the live instrumentation is what takes it to that next level. All the bars mm-hmm. are there, perfect. The lyrics are there, but it's the music that pulls you in and the bars are what's it's like. The music is the appetizer as well as the dessert. The bars are the main course. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a perfect meal throughout. I want to get to... Uh...
3: Oh, wait. And oh, in, go in, ahead. And then Maybe, I forgot, Cosmo also laid down the sickest just fucking solo for the whole song. And We s- just pressed record and he went...
0: Speaking of Maybe, Maybe. I, I love the chorus about Maybe. I feel like that's huge with our generation when it comes to relationships. Just about... Yeah, maybe we'll get to this. Maybe we'll do this. Is that something y'all talked about, thought about, or, or could you speak
3: to that at all, dog? You, you, you thought of it before I did, man. Because okay, so Cosmo wrote it, and I love that hook. I can sing it, and I know it, and I love it. One of my favorite songs. Good observation, real good observation, because r- real shit. Because Cosmo, knowing Cosmo, he did have a deeper message. Because he, he's really, he can write some fucking pop hooks, dog. Like. He he can get it. And I'm sure he, he's a smart dude. So I'm sure there's underlying message to everything he writes. That's beautiful. Next
0: up, I got. Do do you like chicken shawarma? I
3: noticed in one of your bars you're talking uh, about. So I'm a I'm a vegetarian. Ah okay. Right. Um. Even before when I eat meat, chicken shawarma freaked me out because <laughs> it was just like of a body. Yeah. And just, they're like, let's just cut it. Yeah, it was weird. Uh. So the reason I taste chicken shawarma is because you know it's Kill Bill and it rhymes with Irma Therma. And the reason I say Irma Therma is because the song's called Kill Bill. Yep. Right? And Cobain, he says Lucy Lou in it. Mm. And then I was going to say what well, we're talking about. So we're talking about Kill Bill and he says Irma Therma. who the fuck's Irma Therma? <laughs> you think it's Uma Therma? I don't even know her fucking name anymore. Um, Uma Ir- Irma Therma. Yeah, Irma Therma. Yeah. Irma. No, Uma. It's, it's, yeah, it's Uma. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, yeah. Yeah, right? And he thought it was Irma Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, man, I'm going to just say Irma Thurman, the song. And then cut you up like Chicken Swarm. That's all. that shit should have worn it. shit just rhymes. But up. see, that's
0: the that, that's type of stuff that I love to hear from ours because it shows the group dynamic. It I'm shows how so you are doing I'm so happy I got to friends. explain that on the song. <laughs> because that bar stuck out to me. I was like, I got to see if we like Chicken Swarm. Why 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 the, uh, the choice of being vegetarian? Um, especially being uh, from Ecuador it's like I know y'all have amazing cuisine mm. when it comes to like <laughs> I said earlier I, was, like...
3: I said last night I was like you can make fun of Ecuador we don't have good food <laughs> no we do I love Ecuadorian food man and I I eat fish when I go there cause okay. I literally see like we stay right by the beach at my uncle's restaurant mm. and I saw village people literally like a hundred people walk into the water grab a net and pull out big out. that. so I was like okay I guess I'll eat this fish you know what I'm saying but choice of being vegetarian I don't want to get too into it, dog. I That's just like, cool. I like animals. Yeah, it's just know? like some
0: personal choice. Yeah. 100%. Why the name Kill Bill?
3: Are y'all big Tarantino fans? Hmm. So, yeah and no. Like, everybody's a Quentin Tarantino fan. So, I feel... It's kind of just general knowledge that he's fucking fire as yeah. fucking movies and, and, you know, director. Um, Mirko's album, Perfection. Fiction, obviously he likes nice. fucking Quentin Tarantino. Beautiful cover made by... Yes, it is. Drew Lucas? Duke Lucas, I Lucas. thought Drew because who? Luke Dugas, Luke Dugas. Yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> Something like that. Anyways, great cover. You know, we named it Kill Bill just because we, he said Lucy Lou and I said Irma Thurman. Yeah. And then um, also at the end when I say, uh, watch your six because twelve might kill you to collect your pension, and then Cobain comes in with, please don't shoot me down, don't shoot me down, I got too much to lose. I know, kill. Yeah, Bill. I it don't just know. works out. Yeah.
0: One hundred percent. I love First Act a lot so much. How did y'all link up with uh young Swisher? Because I see
3: that's one of the only like one of the few producers that are outside. So that's who Cosmo that's Cosmo's producer. Okay. Not like officially But, but that's the guy he works with. Cosmo loves getting beats from um Young Swisher. And I think he's incredible. It was awesome. Super fucking good. Super good producer. Um and I love just Hop, like, Cosmo had the, he the told link. me to hop on it, and I was like, we were in here. That's actually one of the very few, because I don't do this often, like, Eric, because I'm not that, like, I don't think I'm that good of an artist, but it was one of very few times, in the beginning especially, I'm doing it more now, where we were in a session, his girlfriend was here, people were here. Recording then, in front of the people. And then I was like, I wrote something real quick, I wrote the hook really quick, and then I recorded in front of people, like, one take, and I really love that hook. And it just came out of nowhere and then he wrote his verse and I came back like the next day when nobody was here and I wrote I laid down the uh the verse and it's one of my man, can't tell me I can't rap. No, that, that bitch was hard. I, I love, love that, that song verse and Cosmo ate that bitch and um yeah, I really I love that song.
0: It's a great song. Are you a flat earther?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask, man. Like oh, man. <laughs> With this dude, you definitely listened to the album the way I too. did. I had I listened to it multiple times. This shit, yeah, oh, that's awesome, man. No, I'm not a flat earther. <laughs>
0: How oh. important is it to you taking care of your family, your bandmates, your homies? That's a message I kind of got in that song. And is it is it imp- important to you? How important is it creating that environment to where it's like I'm gonna put on
3: for my people? Nobody's ever ever pointed that out and asked me. Good fucking question, man. Um, I think it stems from just like uh, family life, uh, from being from both a Hispanic household and a Southern household. Yep. So it's just like, you know, I fucking hug my friends. You yeah. Know, I I hug everybody. You never know when they're gonna die. I fucking I love I love I, I hate really hard, like really well too. I fucking hate people. <laughs> yeah. Like to like where it hurts, but when it comes to like loving my friends and family, you, yeah. they're they're you know I you ride would, for them. yeah son. So when I was little, my mom always had people like people from Ecuador, some some family member of a family member staying on the couch, staying with us. I think that's where it stems from, you know? But as far as taking care of each other, that's just what I think, I think life should, you know, life should be if you really, really love somebody. If you have... Well, okay, what's the... There's this, like, a uh, philosoph- philosophical saying. If a man gives me a peach, I give him a plum, right? So you should do things not... You shouldn't expect things in Back, return yes. ever, right? If you do something expecting something in return or you're not doing or it for glory the right reason. or glory or putting something on video or doing something, yeah, there's no reason, right? Ooh, I'm glad you said that because I hate the people right, who go give money to the homeless and then film it. I hate that fucking shit. I hate that. And that's, that's not genuine, you know no. what I'm saying? But when it comes to if if I have food in my house and I know that's why me and Mirko, like, he's my fucking one of my best friends, he brought me soup. You know, just he made soup and he's like, I have soup. I can share my soup. Yeah. You know, even if I know I don't have a fucking dollar to my name, <clears> if I have food in my fridge and I see that my friend doesn't, y'all, I got you. you. Why? Because I know you would too. You know yep. what I'm saying? And there's nobody more important or anything more important than literally, like, my mom and my brothers. You know what I'm saying? I don't go home often, even though it's kind of close. They live in Metairie. But nothing more important
0: and if you follow you on instagram you can see how much you love your family yeah that's yeah. something i like just from before doing any of this just when i was researching old spanish the guy and just following you on instagram we not the love i saw from the post with your family it's there and i think the love that you have for your bandmates and your bandmates have for you it's very obvious in the album and you can hear it i love you bro. and that's something that makes it sound really really good uh i want to ask you in Barcelona, you were like, damn, you said something about how you, you weren't bringing her dad. I'm, I'm like, damn, why you can't bring her dad?
3: Oh, because I'm having sex with her mom and her... Oh, okay, okay. And her dad can't be there. <laughs> okay, I got you, I got because you. Because I will also have sex with him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going down, all of them getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want to. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I think that song, Barcelona in particular, is a great, because we start off the album very... I don't want to say heavy but very deep in the sense of You got to think about it. Yeah, it's yeah. very musically yeah. this is more so of a if there's a radio song
3: on this project, this is it. And it was on the radio a couple of times. I saw that Shit Chad man I was really excited about that song. So uh that's one thing that I'm really going leaning more towards uh not making pop but making happier things man yeah. because I wasn't I you know, I didn't even like Kendrick Lamar at some point because everybody liked them. You know what I'm saying when he first came out. Yeah, like, yeah fuck Henry, man. But nah, you know, it can't be like that. So I want to make more music that people like. And that song actually I want to shout out to the person so I don't get sued. What's his name? Jack uh, Jack Bauer. No, wait, that's fucking <laughs> That's twenty four. <laughs> that's twenty four. Uh there's one guy he made a song called Buttercup. Jack Sauber. Okay. Jack Sauber, something like that. He made a song called Buttercup. Uh, and it's like, it's like indie pop, right? Like indie, and, uh, this TikTok account, I'm pretty sure if you look at my Instagram, you find it. It, this TikTok account made a dancing ferret video, where okay. like the da- right? And the background music is that song, Buttercup, but it's not the song. It's like a different rendition of it. Okay. if you listen to the song, you can't find that loop, but if you watch the TikTok, right, it's the song. So I watched that video of the ferret and I really liked the music playing behind it. So I connected my phone to my interface and recorded it. And then one day... After, like, a month after that, me and Cobain were in here. We're well, hey, like, man, let's make a song. And I saw Ferret on my shit, because I named it Ferret. <laughs> and then we just sat in here, and within an hour, we had Barcelona. Great fucking song, man. I, lo- I lo- Let's go to Barcelona. Nah, that's my... Let's that- go to Barcelona. <laughs> that's the jam. Let's like- go to France. Let's go to... And that's also a song, when I try to sing the hook, that's another time that I realized that I can't sing. <laughs> But you being dead ass right now. But you can sing because this house. You're like nah, nah, bro. That's Cobain. Gonna... Cobain got them guts. <laughs>
0: no, he, Cobain. And funny enough, and I know, I know <laughs> it's something <laughs> that I'm gonna say anyway. When, when Cobain messaged me and we first started talking, he was like, "Bro, let me know." how uh the singing sounds because i'm not comfortable in my singing and when i heard that i was like bro man, you can sing being a bitch. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> he could definitely sing but i i I know why y'all laughing because i caught that too but we gonna just brush past that uh, what the guts thing yeah. oh man okay um i uh all i get that twin size mattress i i understand the twin size mattress hurt Talk to me about the creation of that song. Why? Why did y'all name it "Twin Size"? Ma- uh, yeah. Twin, size, twin life. size Life. But I get the the, compa- the uh, comparison from sleeping on a twin size mattress. Shit sucks, yeah. and then feeling like having like, oh, I have this twin size
3: life. Just explain a little bit about that. So I don't have a twin size mattress because I'm not a peasant. <laughs> <but> I'm
0: joking.
3: <laughs> I've had my mattress, the same mattress that I have since like freshman year high school. No middle school Oof, yeah. you know what I'm saying I think that's my after Katrina mattress you know had that mattress for a long time super comfortable but some of the bandmates they have us twin size twin size mattress but Daniel Nelson when we were producing the song he played the bass line I, I explained this earlier he um and he said he's always wanted to sing this hook that he wrote oh, yeah. so he sung and he laid it out and he was like I don't know but we're like no we're keeping that shit that sounds super fucking good like come on and he's really happy that he gotta you know he gotta play, he's yeah. gotta, you know what I'm saying and then um I don't know how Merkel thought of the hook or the verse, but, you know, the, the message is, you know, don't make fun of us. Yeah. We, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not fucking cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have this or that or, you know. It's not about material things. Not Exactly. Exactly, son. You yeah. know, I ain't got no ice on me, you know, blah, 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 you know. I'm not here to put on a shirt. Like, exactly. It's just about the music. Yeah, don't make fun of him. 100%. Don't make fun of us With and and excuse me if I'm pronouncing
0: this wrong. I was pretty good at Spanish, but let's see if I still got it. What does si me, mu- si me muero
3: mean? Uh, it means uh, if I die. Okay. Right, so in a song, I say... "Um, I've been at my lowest. I've been looking for my lowest. Like, I'm Peter. Yeah. Right? I've Been looking for my lowest. Si me muero esta noche, I think no one would notice. So if I die tonight, I don't think anybody would notice. Si me muero esta noche, if I die tonight. So oh, real. Yeah, so uh, that song...
0: That kind of ties back to our earlier conversation.
3: Yeah, uh, that song Daniel Nelson played the bass line. I played the chords and I made the beat, and then Corbin Cobain he did uh, the end, like the little outro. Mm-hmm. And I really like that outro because he says he's singing "Tell me what's wrong," and then the next next song is called "Tell me," so it ends "Tell me what's wrong." Next song goes "Tell me you won't go." Tell me that. So I really like that. But that song, um, that's my that's more my style. Yeah, that's more my kind of uh, you know lo fi, just like boom bap a chord, two chords, maybe, some drums, baseline. Bars. Let me just speak my heart, you know yeah. what I'm saying? How important is it speaking
0: from that heart area? Because another thing, I keep saying this, but you can feel it in the music, and I think that's what makes really good music. How important is that to you, while spit, making sure you spit great lyrics and spit bars,
3: but making sure you get the message from your heart? So, to me... If I'm not like, if it's a song like that, if it's not a, just a fun song or whatever, yeah. if it's a song where I know it's mostly, you know, bar based, I and now I'm trying to make it sound good, so it's mm. not just like I'm not just rapping and yeah. nonsense, you know. If it doesn't have substance to me, I I probably am not gonna write it. Yeah, you know, it's probably uh, and if it doesn't sound good, then I'll just start over like, or like I don't know, go from there. But to me it sounds good to me because of that substance and that's a message that I'm trying to, that's the message I'm trying to get across to people is if you listen, and it might not be like a banger or anything, but if you listen, I'm you're getting to know me. Yeah, so something that's, there. Yeah, so that should, I'm here. Like, that should be enough, you know, one hundred percent. Listen to me. Yeah, check it out because I'm I'm telling you something important and I'm yeah. giving you a piece of me. If you really want to get to know me, don't ask me, don't message me, listen to me, listen to music, and then talk to me about anything else because I will never like I don't talk about music with people. You know what I'm saying? Even when we're hanging out, we're not talking about. Nah, you are just yeah. living. Like exactly.
0: That's something that you you if you listen, you'll get the story. Yeah. If not, then I've talked about it enough. Yeah, facts. One hundred percent. I want to ask you, being that you're a producer, how important is your voice? Because. I think what makes a great producer, with some of my favorites, whether it's uh, Dilla, 40, Premiere, they look at a person's voice in the rapper or whatever artist it is, the voice is an instrument as well to where they let the voice shine and they don't overproduce. How cognizant are you of that in the sense of letting the voice still be the star while having amazing
3: music accompany it and be the co-star? Is this a question for, like, my vocals and my music, or, like, in general? In both. Both. For me and my music, um, I've always liked my lyrics since I started. But when I tell you I've been doing this for maybe, like, six years now, for about four and a half years or four years, my voice was garbage. Like, I did not have the right tone. I didn't have the right rhythm or anything, right? So this is kind of brand new to me, like, finally you know with old Spinach, i finally kind of found like my voice found you, lo-fi yeah. lo-fi and sunny side or the first few songs where i'm like okay that's how i need a sound that's my tone you know and uh i got kind of stuck with the same type of music and tone for a while which is something i'm trying to break off of now but it's very important right i'll make if i make uh my voice sounds really good on lo-fi stuff if it's a hard beat i still haven't really learned how to, to project my voice and get that hypeness you know so it's really important that i need to you know try to find that um like I have a, I, I was supposed to have a feature with Khalil Vegas, a long time ago. He sent me. It is hard to match this dude's energy. I'm sure Merco or Nella Zam or somebody can match that energy, but Peter, Peter cannot. <laughs> I cannot get that hype yet. You know, um, when it comes to other people's voices, uh, especially like producing them, and like uh, recording for them and stuff. Um, for the most part, I do try to. If something doesn't sound right, I do try to express it and be like, hey, look, you should try it like this or that. But if it's somebody else's music. Just they're, gonna, the, they're gonna do it You know uh, What you say Kind of will affect it But probably not So You know Just let them live But it's definitely tone man Cause if you You know Kendrick Is one of the best rappers Of all time But if you Listen to Some of his lyrics He's talking fucking nonsense <laughs> He's talking nonsense But it just sounds so good It sounds like he's being Really lyrical but sometimes like bro you're really not fucking saying it,
0: it reminds me of the chris delia De or the De, chris delia yeah. his thing with Eminem, the backpacker
3: smack. smack and- <laughs> yeah, shit yeah it's just uh it's it's all about um aesthetic even yeah. when it comes to like how it sounds
0: you know 100% um i love tell me how is it being in a relationship as a rapper does that affect, does does it affect your relationship with your significant other does the music that just cuz i i got that vibe in that song about just being in a relationship as an artist okay so and as a creative
3: if, if you're if you're not a slut it's probably super easy right um it's not really hard if you so my current relationship right now i love my girlfriend she's a shit i don't want anything else right yeah so aside from that i had a, I had a really good point uh and tell me relationships being an artist, you're talking influence. about if you're not a slut, then it okay. Yeah. Uh, fucking, it's really not that bad. I'm sure for some other people, you know. Uh, oh, here, here's something that I, I needed to say. My girlfriend right now, she hates this one song called Aurora, that is about some girl named Aurora. Yeah, I really love that fucking song. If it accidentally plays in the car with her, I better like. She says she might not care, but I'm not gonna play that. Song. Yeah, you know it's gonna get awkward. Uh, I can't. You know, when it comes to saying shit like, oh my bitch, like, they nah. know they know it's just nonsense. You know, yeah. especially if you're not being like specific. Um, yeah. Uh the, the verse I have with Jaira and his recent project. Yeah, she don't like that verse either. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> how does that does that affect <laughs> like what
0: you say? Because obviously you're still gonna say it, but are you cognizant of it?
3: Yeah, I just don't like listening to it in front of her. Gotcha. Other than that, everybody else can listen to it. 100%. You know? She does love this one song I wrote about her before we started dating. Like it's, it's, uh, it's called the song, I Get Really Happy When I Talk To You. Yeah. That's about Laura. Okay. And it's very specific. And I even, like, specific to, like, I literally say, hey, I got your niece a present. I bought her niece a ukulele. Like, I l- love that song. She loves it. Doesn't quite like the other ones. 100%. Does the time that you
0: put in, because being a creative myself, we put in time to our craft. It's our life's work does that affect the relationship at all? Or is that something that you have to find a common ground for in the sense of finding time
3: for her but still finding time for your passions? So she, uh, she's actually one of the first people that I've dated that I feel comfortable with with my friends in the studio. And I'm just really lucky about that, you know, because yeah. some people, the you know, girls, the girl doesn't get along with the friends or, or just she doesn't you might get nervous when they're there so you don't create or anything. Um, not to say I don't spend a lot of time with my girlfriend, and a lot of the time could be spent on music, especially like night hours, you know, at nighttime, instead of me sleeping or sleeping together or whatever, I could be making music. But she you know, keeps you grounded, kind yeah. of. Yeah. It keeps you from overworking. Um, something you need. Something you need, you know, and it's good to have a relationship like that with somebody, and, you know, she helps. She helps with the band. Like, she takes pictures. Uh, she's always putting input, you know, she's always shouting us out, uh, hopefully she's gonna start DJing soon, that'd be fucking cool, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but, I will say from past relationships, um, my, my ex-girlfriend, she was, she wasn't very much like, Laura is, like, she doesn't get, like, I can't really hang out with her, I, I can't really make music, or talk about music with her, but, she was extremely supportive, you know, help with shows, help yeah. with, you know, all that kinds of shit, so, um, you just gotta find the right person, I guess, you know, the, the right woman can build you up. Yeah. You know, the right woman can bring you down and, you know, I like to think the relationship needs to be both of us bringing each other up and stuff, you know. I agree with
0: that 2,000%, my brother. 2,000. Yeah,
3: no, not even just one 2,000. (laughs) 3,000. I love you, (laughs)
0: 3,000. I had to throw in the in game reference right there. But, uh, talk to me about the end song,
3: Peace. Why did you choose, why did y'all choose to end it with Peace? Okay, so check this out. My last three projects, or, uh, yeah, last three projects. Cult with Cold 45, Old Spinach, and this one, I always leave the last song for another producer. Okay. Right, so for Cult 45, this, the album Cult, the last song, the last song was, um, it wasn't a Cult 45 song, it was just one of the members songs, Lisa FA, a song called Dash. And he found a beat, and I just put it at the end. Bonus track, awesome fucking ending. You know what I'm saying? Old Spinach, ended with this song produced by, this guy I used to fuck with, I don't really fuck with it anymore. Um, but it was his feature. Like, I featured on it. So, end of that. On the tape mop, which was my first mixtape, it wasn't really that good, I and mean, not, not too many people heard it. Heard it. The last song was a song produced by, I forgot who it was, but it was me featuring on a song for this guy named Nick and I See, and the song was called LSD 3D Me, and fuck, I fucking ate that shit. My <laughs> voice wasn't there, though. Uh, okay. Right? Lyrically, I ate that shit. My voice wasn't there, so it didn't sound too good. And then for this project, whenever we putting it together, I saw that Cobain had a song with, uh, with Cinnamon that they were working on, and I really liked, and he, it was called Peace. So I was like, that's a perfect ending, um, and it's a feature, right? Also, um, the first song, Corbin's, he's talking about like a relationship, like, we can be together, like, maybe, and at the end, it's him and Cinnamon, they're kind of like, fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they ended it, and it was like, oh, that's perfect, and now uh, nobody produced it. It's like Corbin's song. Like, he gets to finish it off. You know what I'm saying? How, how was that going about choosing... Who's on what
0: song? Who gets this? Did y'all were y'all cognizant in the sense of, all right, I have fifteen minutes. Corbin has, Cobain has fifteen minutes. Miracle has fifteen minutes.
3: Or was it more so organic, where it's like,
0: bro, we're just making songs.
3: Yeah, so it was completely organic, right? So after months of just, uh, just making music together like unconsciously, yes. just making tunes. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. We make fucking tunes. Uh, and at the end of 2019, we were like every month, no, every week we had a fucking show. So we were always together. And then, but we were performing, you know, he was open, Mirko was opening for us and me and Cobain were doing our songs and then, but we we're still the fellas. And then finally we're like, oh fuck, I was just looking through my shit. I was like, oh fuck, we have enough music for album. Yep. So at that point, we only had eight songs and then it grew. We added more and blah, blah, blah. Then it was done and all that kind of good stuff. So it was literally just, if you look through it, it really was just like features. Yeah. First act, Cosmo came at me, I ain't be on the song. Barcelona, me and, me and Corbin, Cobain, we just made the song. Like, we're in this together. Me and Mirko made Hot Pants. Uh, Fucking Tell Me was more of a Fellas thing, but for the most part, a lot of them were just us hitting each other up saying, yeah. hey, let's be on the song. And then uh, it just worked out that way. And then when it came down to. Picking them and like putting them in order, the order we did the order a few times, that was fun. Uh, But we made sure to make like make it spread out. You know what I'm to saying? To everybody, everybody, everybody Uh I'm yeah. in the, I'm in the most songs, and that's just my fault. <laughs> and then everybody else is. I think uh what is it? You're in how many, Mirko? Me and are in seven. He, him, and Corbin are in seven. Cosmos in six, but he produces a lot of it a lot too. Of, yeah. So um, and I actually I was supposed to be on Lorelai and shout out this producer named Damien Vessel, but I was like. Yeah, I've been writing too many songs. <laughs> and, that song's and, hard, y'all's, too. and y'all's verses are like... And everybody loves that song. I'm like, yeah. That, I was like, That's that song.
0: song is... I didn't talk about it because you weren't in it, but that song is hella hard. Like, y'all spit y'all rap y'all's ass off love, on that. I album. love uh, Let's Before we get to our rapid-fire questions, there's some some mm, things I want to... Rapid-fire questions? Yeah, man. We we finish it off with rapid-fire, but there's some... We finished the album. Like like we said, you go check it. Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. Make sure y'all go get that. How important is it to have Cold 45 Entertainment, to have a business... And that allows for you to be independent. How, do you want to stay independent? Yes. Talk so to me about I,
3: that. I want to eventually have a big studio, uh, venue. I want to have studios across the country. Uh, I want to sign people. I want to sign my homies. You know, I want to let people record for. If I'm making enough, enough money, I want to let, let people freak, record free, free dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just really lucky, right? I will say hard work goes into it a lot. But just circumstance, opportunity that I seized, you know what I'm saying? I'm just lucky to be here. Uh, I just quit my job. I started live driving to make extra money. The studio is doing really well. But I'm just lucky for the, you know, customers, clients, patrons, friends, people supporting me. It's it's really important. It's like home base, you know, like this is where the album was made. Uh, This is where other people come to hopefully meet other artists. Uh, And it's, you know, it's still small, but... It's, it's I'm a, something to build on. It's something to build on, you know what I'm saying, and uh, it's really good not having a boss. And if I'm doing music all day, I'm gonna be still all day. I'm gonna be hopefully calm, you know what I'm saying. It's um, all I really want to do too, dog. Like, ain't no reason I heard that tomorrow. Might as well just make tunes. And I
0: think what you said about if you if you're well off and you can do you let people in the free. I think that goes back to our conversation about. Taking care of people and yeah, man. it just goes back to showing Pe- your love. For, yeah, for people,
3: people people want too much, man. People want way too much, you know. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. One hundred percent. Talk to me about how y'all be chopping it up. Chopping it up. Doo, doo,
0: doo. Uh,
3: so we always have bullshit ideas, dog. We always just be bullshitting, but we don't really act on too many of them, which we should. We can make a lot of videos and all that kind of shit. So. I've always done interview shows. I did... I started an interview show a minute ago, like probably a couple of years ago. I did an interview with Michael Armstead and it was a pretty long video. Uh Pretty... And a pretty long video. Um, and he sang in it. He did like a Tiny Desk Concert kind of thing. And then I tried doing... The production value on that was too high. It took too long. There's too many camera angles. So I dropped that. Then I started doing like a Tiny Desk Concert kind of thing, right? Where I did, recorded this band. Uh, I recorded Co- Cobain and I recorded... um fucking screaming underwater in the screamo band right from baton rouge that was too much production value i needed too much equipment blah blah blah, blah, blah. um then i started doing this interview with my with this brand and me and my friend started called mixed mantra which is kind of like fell off because i'm busy you know what i'm saying uh that had too much production value so one day we were talking about you know have you ever seen the show hot ones yeah It's very similar to that that's kind of how we got the influence uh and then we said it and then immediately we were like okay Let's not just say it, let's act on it. Let's do it. Within like, the next few days, we already had an episode, and then, I mean, it's only been maybe a month and a half, or maybe, I think it's finally, it's been two months since we started it now, but, no, almost two months, but we already had a whole season, we just released a um, season one recap video today, uh, y'all should check it out, it's really funny. Yeah, by the time you guys hear this, it's out. Yeah, it's out, so uh, chopping it up, man, we just, uh, it was really simple to make, two camera angles, you gotta chop up the sequencing, sequence, and sequence yep. it, super easy. Um, Merko asked really fucking funny questions. Yeah, he does. Uh, I started asking. Uh, he helped me. I started asking like even meaner questions. Not mean questions, <laughs> but like funny shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and then now that season one's done, we're hopefully gonna be working on a show that Merko's writing and this is like his, his interview show, and it's really fucking funny. And we're gonna that takes a little more. That's gonna take more production value, so we need a little more time for it. Um, but yeah, chopping it up just happened like that, man, we were just talking, and we were like, how funny would it be if we, like, interviewed while you cut onions? Cut onions, yeah.
0: Just, yeah. is I feel like that ties in to the
3: idea of Cole 45 Entertainment. It's music, but it's a full entertainment company. Yeah, man, eventually I want to, um, I want to do, I want to do it all, you know, I want to have graphic designers I can put on payroll, I want to have. If you don't have a network, fucking everything, dog, you know, uh, why not, you know, it's yeah. an entertainment company. I even have my LLC, you know, I pay taxes and shit Facts. and like, all that kind of fucking nonsense that yeah, the government made Facts, up, yeah. um, but I want to, you know, I just want to be creative. You know, it just turns out that music is my main, main, uh, main median medium, but then also, you know, chopping it up. You know. putting out other stuff, just, other being stuff a, just being a creative yeah man when I, I mentioned want to get in the porn industry I always joke, joke about that but real shit though like and do it towards the booming do wo- it to where the woman doesn't get paid cash she gets paid like profit of the video like mm. you know make an equal opportunity yeah you know what I'm saying yo yeah. start get you get your in OnlyFans fam and like
0: just start making high quality content cause that's where the wave is right now or a Snapchat
3: premium account Bro, I could get breast implants and tuck, <laughs> and, and tuck it in
0: yo right uh, I got the hair, dog. and just
3: tuck it in and my... No, I keep the mustache. That's, <laughs> That's definitely like a wave. right? <laughs> it is a wave. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious.
0: All right. Let's... Uh Oh, before we get to rapid fire, my final thing. How important... Because I asked this to BR artists with the idea of... BR has this sound that everybody knows of, whether it's the boozy, webby sound, the Kevin Gates, young boy sound, with all of the young talent from... Jaira, Caleb Brown, yourself, Mirko, Jose Xavier, Michael Armstead, y'all are all in a different lane. How important is that to shine the light on this area? That there's more than just the boosy webby sound, the gate sound. How important that? How important
3: is that to you? I can't believe you just put us in group us with those people because they're very talented. I no, I think that that's that's, cool. that's lit. Because there's so much talent
0: here that people just don't acknowledge because they're stuck on this one particular brand of music.
3: Yeah, I don't listen to. I can't even pick out and be a YoungBoy's voice. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I I don't know what it sounds like. I've heard songs and I've seen them sing them, and then I'm like, okay, that's him. And then like I would hear him, like that doesn't sound like anything, <laughs> like at all. Uh, I like you know Kevin Gates, Cold. I like like he's obviously super talented. I've just never really listened to that kind of music, like that kind of rap. Yeah. Even in New Orleans, I never listened to. I've always... I was always like, oh, I was cool hip-hop and it's like that kind of shit, you know? Whatever. 100%. Um, I respect it, though. Don't really... Uh, I don't know. I don't... I'm not from the hood, so I'm not too into it. Yeah. But one thing I don't like is how many not-hood like people... Make that music. Make it and bump it. And when they're... Like, I know there's one girl. She's She lives in fucking Shenandoah. In a nice <laughs> house. And she's always... Fucking playing that music, and going like I'm from the hood, bitch. I'm like you're not. You don't even have to work. Like you don't have to. Stop it. Like fuck you. God damn it. All right, I got hot. I get hot. No, it's all good. But <laughs> how, how important is it that you,
0: you're making this type of music, this brand of music? To and there's so many different sounds. I think y'all are y'all are up net y'all y'all. It's bubbling to the point to where it's gonna break through at some point because there's so many talented people that aren't making that brand of music, is that important to you to make
3: your brand of music and stay true to you? I will never stray away from being genuine, I hope. Right? That's one thing I hope never happens is me become like, you know, being a sellout or anything. Yeah. Um, Mostly because I don't know how to make, do shit like that, you know, not be myself because I think me and my friends were unapologetically ourselves, which is something I, you know, hold dear to my heart because I hate fake shit. Facts. Right? Um, I think people, once people get past the fact that we're not an image, per se, and maybe give us a chance, then they'll really like it and uh, open their ears up to more, like, different kind of rap, you know, uh, more alternative, maybe even some rock or anything, because yep. we all like all kinds of music, you know what I'm saying? Um, so we're not bogged down to the same type of shit. There's people that really just listen to what they're told to listen to. Facts. You know, so if we... If we break through to that, then cool. If not, we're not going to stop making music. It's not something that's going to stop. And we're not going to change what we're doing. You know, we're going to keep going hard. We're going to keep trying to promote it. But at the end of the day, nothing's going to stop us from making fucking tunes. Yeah. 100%. Make
0: fucking tunes. Let, let's get to the rapid fire questions. We ask this to everybody. NAP. Are you an... uh huh? Nothing, keep going. Oh, are you an ass man or are you a tit man? Both. Both? No, if you had to choose. Both. Both, okay. All right, we'll rock with that. If you go anywhere on vacation, where would you go? Ecuador. Ecuador. Okay. Cool. 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 Favorite food. What is it?
3: Cheese. Cheese. All right. All Ooh, right. Cheese and anything crispy. Ooh. I okay. like crisp. So like a cheese. Like what, give, give me some. Give me like a mozzarella stick. Where, 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 where uh, okay. With yeah, I fuck mozzarella sticks. They're my favorite. I love them. Um, I love chips. I love right. I love rice. Like crispy rice that we make in Ecuador, it's called cocolon. Ooh. Um, I like it's anything crispy and fried. I like Ditos, I like dips too, like the Dito in a dip. Merco mm. really got me back into Cool Ranch Ditos. I love Cool Ranch. I just love crunchy shit, and uh, I also really like healthy shit because I can eat the healthy shit and then I can go munch down on some crunchy, fried, greasy shit. I will. I see. Mm. Now I was
0: about to ask you a question about like crawfish or gumbo, but I, then I remembered vegetarian.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent. Is there? Do you miss? Not being able to eat some of the Louisiana staples? Not at all. Not. At, I recognize it being delicious. I used to love crawfish. I just don't have a desire for it anymore. 100%. Yeah, the, the desire went... It's, just it's not. Yeah, it's not hard, like at all. You know what I'm saying? Favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump? That's not a bad choice. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because we were talking about Forrest Gump yesterday. Real shit, though? Favorite movie? I don't do well with favorites, man. Just give me some of your just some of your your top. f- tops. Uh, no order. Either. Okay. No no order. Uh, Forrest Gump. I'm just gonna go with Tom Hanks real quick. Forrest Gump. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, I'm gonna go fucking Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, Kick Ass. Fucking um, what's a good? What's some other good movies?
0: Scott B- Scott Pilgrim versus the world to me is a top five comic book movie. Yeah, incredible. it is. Like it incredible. it's better than most of the Marvel and DC stuff
3: that's that's come out. No, I hate, fucking hate superhero movies. <laughs> They're way too colorful. Like the Avengers movies, if that shit was actually going down, you'd be wearing camo and black. You wouldn't be fucking. Oh, look at my blue and red. Uh, look at my fucking outfit. I'm wearing yellow. I mean, Shut up. You're in war. Go. Ah, it's too colorful. Of course, fucking Thanos is purple. Because why the fuck wouldn't he be purple? God damn it. God damn it. Okay. Next question. Um. Okay. Uh, f- are you big into television shows? Big into directors? You- uh, I love fucking love TV. Give I wish I don't. I don't have a. I don't have like. TV anymore at Hulu Netflix and shit. Just, I grew up on uh, South Park, SpongeBob. Now I watch uh, fucking, I don't know, Rick and Morty, Brooklyn Nine Brooklyn Nine, Sonny, Seinfeld, fucking Billy and Mandy. Fucking, I love storytelling. I love just, I love good storytelling. Entertainment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? TV is the shit. it's... I think TV's at the best point it's ever been yeah, I love right com- now. I love comedy. I love fucking, I love rom coms. Love rom-coms. If I say to you, It's
0: Always Sunny is the best comedy of the 2010s, how how do you respond?
3: Yeah, I'd say of the 2000s too, because it's starting... Yeah. Like, oh, so yeah, I would say... I
0: put it over the office in Parks and Rec's. I do.
3: Okay, I will say Parks and Rec... Great show. I feel like Parks and Rec and Sunny are right here for me. Okay. Because I... I love Parks and Rec. I do too. It is such a good show, son. I like, like it more than The Office too. Yeah, yeah way more because it's funnier. Like it's meant to be funnier. The Office is kind of like dry humor, right? Exactly. It's really good, but Parks and Rec to me, son, I could watch that shit all, all... fucking day. It's just so good. And I love the... Leslie Nope. That's why I strive to be like son. Like it's like, <laughs> yes, bitch, work, bitch. Like do it. And the
0: amount me. of people they put on in that show, incredible. The stars that came after. Mm. And the only reason why I say it's always sunny because I feel like they're the underappreciated comedy. Yeah. Of the two thousands because they're the FX guys that are not keeping a PC that's pushing the envelope. Yeah, man. And, and I it just, came
3: and it came from nothing, dog. Like they came from they, they just did that shit. Fourteen
0: beautiful. seasons is a long fucking time. Like and it and it is just
3: amazing television and you see the growth. It's so, beautiful. You see the growth, the the character development fucking everything. They had one season where I was like, "Eh," and then the next season after that, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, good shit. Good shit, Sonny." I y'all, love it. Y'all picked it up. I that one of
0: my favorite comedies. Um, okay. Favorite artist favorite artist that's not hip-hop.
3: Favorite artist is him, Jack Johnson. Nice. No. <laughs> there so many. Yeah. Uh, Jack. I love Jack Johnson. I love. Ooh, I used to love Maroon Five. They're garbage now. Um, they are. I liked the uh, reggaeton. I mean, Spanish rap. So that's not technically rap, but you know, liked a lot of. I like all kind of tunes, man.
0: How do you feel about Pitbull?
3: Fucking. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> fucking hate Pitbull. He's he's a white man and and he's and he's like no Hispanic culture. Like you're no cultural appropriating. Ski. He just says dale all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like shut up. Why are you saying dale? You know what that means? No, like, I do not. Give it to it, <laughs> right? I hate you, Pitbull. You make good tunes, but fuck, goddamn it! I hate how he represents South America. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that's why I ask. Because and, and speaking of that, how do you feel about
0: like la, la, Latino culture being in represented in entertainment? I feel like African Americans are getting their shine now, but I feel like between Asian culture and Latino America, y'all aren't getting the shine that in in entertainment as much as white people or so, after
3: there is this one show that was going to happen uh no that started getting advertised on Hulu and it's about a Hispanic household and like the, yeah. pa- the parents get like detained and stuff and it looks so bad and, like I saw it and I was like the fuck are they doing to us you know what I'm saying the it was just so corny looking and whatever and George Lopez was kind of racist and uh Mina who the fuck like Carlos Mencia yeah. anymore and you know uh not all Spanish women have big booties and you know but that's just our fault you know, we're not being mis- misrepresented. We're just not representing ourselves hard enough. And, you know, we gotta, gotta fight through that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, Spanish sites in Netflix there. You know, it's just not open to this part of the world. There is, yeah. a, there is a lot of um, Hispanic culture and media and stuff like that. But just not that we see. You know, okay. it's just not too intertwined uh, because I guess it just doesn't too much fit what, you know, the, 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 the media wants to put out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because... Ecuador, they have you know native Ecuadorians still yeah. there, and like people just living with llamas and shit. That's not gonna be on TV. The fuck wants to see that? You know what I'm saying? But I would love to see like a people still be guinea pigs. Nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> you know. I
0: would love to see a story in the sense of like how Atlanta or like Sunny does,
3: but from the Latino perspective. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. One day, one day we'll we'll, we'll get make to that, that pop. One day we'll 100 percent get to that man because I would love uh I would love to like make something like that uh because shit yeah, I used to watch. Telemundo and Univision and fucking because
0: I feel like there's a there's something that with no matter the race there's something that we can all connect with yeah. as humans
3: and I feel like we need to see other stories yeah like w- one one kind of uh like one of my college meals one of my really broke meals was when I was at BRCC um that is just one of the most delicious fucking things in the world to me just white rice and a can of tuna. <laughs> like that is the meal dog like that shit is that's shit. Hidden, you know what I'm saying nobody understood man my yeah, friend Tevin like... he's from the country all he does is eat his rice with brown shit on it so he's like that's not fucking food I'm like it is mean, a fish it means some rice mm, I'm good me. I'm yeah, good yeah that's you know what, what I need saying. 100% it's like the Ecuadorian po' boy I love it how would you
0: finish this is the question we ask everybody on top how would you finish the if you're the writer director producer to the old Spanish movie how does that movie end
3: Ooh. <laughs> with me with no friends. Oh my gosh, okay. Like everybody realizes I suck and then I'm just like, no friends and then everybody and then I fucking ice myself. Oh
0: my gosh.
3: That's one of the wilder answers we've got. Yeah, it will be cool. That'll be really intense. Did he kill himself? And I'm like sitting there in the audience like, wow, that was really
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> you could do one of those things where like however you were planning on doing it, you could just do it to where like you don't do it, it just you're getting ready to do the action, and it fades to black, so the audience is like, ooh, does he do it? Does, yeah, he does he do it? And then I go, I
3: do do it, yeah. and I fucking kill myself in the movie theater. Oh my God. What? That's crazy. That's how the movie should end. He kills himself in the movie theater. And then I actually stand up and fucking ice myself. Oh my gosh. that's That'd be beautiful. The wildest answer we've That'd got. That'd be crazy. No, but seriously, though, I guess it would end... <laughs> I guess it would end... Uh, me and the homies was in the... In, I guess in here, after... Being in big studios and traveling, just come back here and just drinking beers, drinking a forty, and just reminiscing, and just keep doing it, just keep going, just same shit. Hell Definitely, yeah, you know, same shit. One hundred
0: percent. Thank you so much, old Spanish for coming on the pod. Of I course. really,
3: really on appreciate. The pod, it. I came on the pod. Yes. <laughs> and the pod came on me. <laughs> hey, can I have a hug?
0: Oh yeah, we'll do all that. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. Um, uh, and where
3: they can get,
0: the, <laughs> and where they can get all your projects. And,
3: like, <laughs> Okay, so check it out You can find me on I just got a Twitter And you can find me on Instagram uh, At old underscore Spanish That's O-L-D-E Underscore Spanish Kind of like old English O-L-D-E is not pronounced O-D Old Spanish Old underscore Spanish You'll find me um, You can go to our website Colt45Entertainment.com That's Colt45Entertainment With a U C-U-L-T 45Entertainment.com And that's where you can find my music Merkel Hendrix music Cobain's music And the fellas music um, you can also visit me at 4760 uh, Missouri Street uh, Lafayette 70875
1: Oh jeez. That's my address Oh my
3: gosh Right And then um, Yeah man Just hit me up uh, DM me I Probably won't answer <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like my shit Listen to the tunes That's all I ask for is Just listen to the tunes um, You know Oh you can find me on You know, Spotify, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff. We just released an album with the band called Don't Make Fun Of Us by The Fellas. Look that shit up. Don't Make Fun Of Us, The Fellas. Listen. Listen to it. Cool. That's really
0: it. I'm sorry for being so aggressive. Oh no! no, Listen to it! Definitely. Y'all go do that. Check it out. It is a great... Check it out. I've said it numerous times. I'll keep saying it. One of my favorite albums I've heard this year. Super, super dope. So I've really, been two months, so that's not saying much. Well, I look, Piece I just I, look. I think it's great, man. Like I think he's going to tell you the same shit, <laughs> and he's going to cover
3: the same shit. I'm just a fucking pawn in your game. I'm joking, man. That was, this was really probably the best podcast with you I've ever done thank you <laughs> we've only done one but no but real shit though great job thank you I man I look forward to uh, listening to it and sending it to people and Hell yeah. shout out shout out appreciate you
0: well let's take it I'm sending it to you Linden and Schubert to finish out with Bros Who Ball thank you Old Spanish for coming on the pod my voice was I honestly when we were doing the interview that's when I started to lose my voice so thank you everybody who stayed with us even though my voice sounds like straight shit, I promise I don't always sound like this. Like it, it will get better. Trust me. But Doom, tell the people they can find you at on social media.
1: At Lil Doom SJE on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Y'all go follow my brother Doom. Uh be sure to check out Anime Talk. We just dropped the most recent episode. Check bros who binge. Um primetime should have something later in the week about LSU baseball and basketball. You can find all of our content at broswhothink.com. Follow the Bros You Think at Bros You Think on Twitter. But other than that, that's all I got. I'm getting out of here because I'm sounding worse as we keep going. So follow Doom, follow Old Spanish, follow the Bros You Think, and be sure to check out all our content. But for Doom, for Old Spanish, my name is Linden Burton. You guys have a great weekend. We'll be back talking to you on Thursday. But until then, be safe and
3: peace. I've been on a good streak. I guess I brought the worst back. These the fucking words, make the earth flat and verse slap I've been sinning, can you send me where the church at? And close the curtains for the first act I've been on a good street, I guess I brought the words back These the fucking words, make the earth flat and verse slap I've been sinning, can you send me where the church at? And close the
2: curtains for the first act This black sheep don't need no pastor, I don't need no pastor Bitch, I'm welfare, don't need no leaders, can't nobody lead us Y'all niggas holdin' on, I get straight to the point, like pin and needles, yeah I ain't gotta get too involved, I watch you reap, that's how I know what you sowin' Y'all patch shit up, quick like sowin', can't keep you close, friend No shirts in the pool, and I'm gone up the deep end Everything else deepens as we sink in My next move, that depends on if the wave in the whirlpool. Y'all boys fighting for thrones, now, that's a game uh, of fools. I've been apprehensive since Brookstown. Tried to teach y'all, but we too cool for school. They told you jogging place while they gave you the run around. Miles ahead of you now, you feeling kinda blue. Now, now look what you turn to. How long you wanna be a statistic? 90 kids, souls lost in the mischief. I add to my mystique, now watch me shape shift. I'm trying to hold on to these memories. Cause life ain't nothing but a motherfucking mystery I'm Lonely i I've been on a good streak I guess I brought the words back These the fucking
3: words make the earth flat First slap I've been sinning Can you send me where the church at? And close the curtains for the first act No one is certain when they gon' take a dirt nap Diamond turn crap Throw my carcass in a burlap sack Send me down the river where the sharks snack. Tell me what your heart lacked. Then I didn't mean a start that quick. My lungs black, can't complain. Black thought up in my veins. I'll scribble on the page. All the riddles of my days, all the little things don't matter. Promise it'll be okay. Promise it'll be okay. Promise it'll be okay. I've been on a good streak. I guess I brought the words back. These the fucking words make the earth flat, verse slap. I've been sinning, can you send me where the church at? And close the curtains for the first act.